Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. Psychquest. Bloodiest double horror show in history. I drink your blood. Men become animals and eat their victims. A young boy infects an entire town with rabies. And turns a group of men into a band of bloodthirsty zombies ravaging a peaceful countryside. I drink your blood will make your blood curdle and your skin crawl. But you will sit there and suffer through the tortures of the damned. You will sit and watch this shocking ugliness splashing across the screen. You will ask yourself, what acts of sadism will this electric knife be used for? What horrors will be performed with this axe? This hole? The dagger? Gun? This sword? All the implements necessary to make this the ultimate in adult horror films. We have painted a bloody picture. But it is only a small part of what actually takes place in I Drink Your Blood. Can you take it? If you have a strong constitution, we challenge you to test it and sit through. I think cinephiles are, are on this other end of the spectrum. But I think a cinephile is more of a student of cinema. A movie lover is going to be less discriminating. Side quest. Drink some of this, Michael. Be one of us. Sometimes. That is better. I'd be sick for fucks using one too many movies. No. Don't you blame the movie! Side quest. I said, I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm just gonna bash your brains. Okay. Show me. Side quest. The podcast. You opened it. We came. It's just a podcast. We'll review your movie from every angle. Side quest. Hello and welcome listeners to episode number 17 of SideQuest Podcast. I am one half of your hosting team of David from Journey with a Cinephile, a horror movie podcast. And as always, I'm being joined by my co-host. It's your main man, Jake, from Dark Mariachi Studios, and I'm here representing Guitar Case Fuller Reviews Podcast. Perfect. Now, on I guess first before we jump into what we're going to be covering and everything is, um, how's everything been going for you? Uh, it's been going pretty good, man. Um, same old, same old. Staying busy with the videos, uh, work as well. <laughs> same old, same old. What about you, Perfect. man? What's what's going on new with you in uh, your neck of the woods? Um, it's actually been. It always seems like when it hits springtime, I get super busy. But I think I'm actually officially. I know next weekend I have to go to a um, housewarming party. But outside of that. I have my weekends should be starting to open up a little bit where I can at least like if I want to do something I can go ahead and schedule it but I don't have anything going on like in the future where I'm like okay so I got to do this this and this before this day because then I'm going to be completely swamped so I think I'm finally getting back after that boom where everybody's like hey it's starting to get warm again or at least try to get warm again and let's do all of this type of stuff oh wow 
Yeah, it's it's that time. It's getting busier now here as well. Um, oh, you know what, man? I needed to uh, come back on some things we, we covered last time. Um, okay. So uh, I know I told everybody I was going to talk to my mom, and I talked to her, and we we're we're going to be a go on that podcast. She's ready to go, and um, we're just trying to work out the scheduling because um, she's got a pretty busy schedule too. So uh, we're just trying to get that set. But she actually told me she'd like to uh, talk about. She had she had a lot of ideas for movies, honestly, which I thought was huh. kind of cool. And it is. it's a lot of movies that I'm really interested in. It's a lot of um, she had a really good mix. She had stuff from the because I kind of helped her think about movies. I started naming movies for her, and she really okay. started thinking. I guess started thinking about them. So she had mm-hmm. movies from you know today, 2000s, 90s, 80s, every 70s, every time period. But also nice. she wants to talk about some of the topics of what's going on today. So. It should be an interesting listen. Uh, anybody at home that wants to check it out, once I get that fully up and going, you know, I'll promote it on here and let you guys know as well. But uh, awesome. <laughs> that was a that was a pretty cool thing that conversation because we literally talked for about an hour about because she was super excited. I, I thought she would be ready, but I didn't I didn't expect that. So <laughs> to be that ready, yeah, so that's so I mean, even, that's awesome to hear. Even have ideas and stuff. So so yeah, yeah, I'm ready for I'm ready for you guys to check that out because it's always a good time. Uh, when we get that podcast going yeah you'll have to let us know then for sure so that way because i mean i'll definitely be listening so yeah it should be it should be fun um she's a really funny lady and she's a really smart lady so she'll have a lot of insight and we're talking about uh uh, experience in the pregame and context to history so she's older a lot older so she has a lot of context to movies that i probably won't have so it'll be interesting to bounce some of those things that i think versus what she actually knows (laughs) yeah no, it's kind of funny you bring that up because, like, anytime that I actually see my dad, will you? that's what we end up doing is I'll ask him, like, when I've watched – because we usually will, like, get together, I mean, kind of, like, once a quarter, kind of depending on how, like, schedules, like, line up. But I'm always like, – he's a big horror movie fan as well. So anytime that I watch, like, some of the stuff, I try to keep in mind the ones that he might have seen. Because I know, like, my mom and him went and saw a bunch of stuff in the theater back in the day because, I mean, that's the only way you could see stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, like – there's times where I'm like, hey, have you ever seen this movie? And sometimes I've got to like, I mean, especially back then they would show a movie, change its title, and then reshow the movie. So I'd be like, maybe you saw it <laughs> under this title to make sure to see if he could figure it out. But it's, I was trying to like to bounce stuff off him just to see if he remembers when it came out and what people thought then. Just because, I mean, when you're watching a movie, I mean, case in point, the one that we're going to be talking about here is that we're watching this one what um like 52 years after it came out yeah that's a big difference in time <laughs> right <laughs> so i'm wondering yeah what what it would have been like to walk into the theater back then and see this <laughs> yeah but a lot of movies we watch like you know with our newer lenses kind of i think it would yeah. be cool to really be able to experience it like just fresh like that like i think that it's cool to experience these movies fresh even from today's lens but i mean can you imagine just back back when it first came out to experience it fresh and be able to give a like a current perspective? <laughs> no, it's actually funny is I was talking to somebody recently and we just got on the topic of like if you had a time machine, like what would you do? And I mean, obviously, like the easy thing would be, you know, the lottery or like gambling on sports or something. One of the things I actually said that I would like to do would be to use it to go back into time and see movies like when they premiere oh, wow. where I could just go back and be like, Oh, you know, go see like The Exorcist on its opening weekend, or oh, like wow. you know, that see this be. movie or that movie, just to kind of see what it would be like to see it 
in like when nobody else knows about it and i mean it'd also be kind of an interesting thing if you could like blank your memory out to rewatch a movie just to try to recapture yeah. what your initial thoughts were without having like either somebody told you about something before you saw it or like just things that you have known i mean because there's so many movies that like i've never seen before but i know so much about just because of like pop culture yeah that would be so cool yeah i, I would love to do that I would like to do that, and I would also like to go see Jimi Hendrix in a concert because I, I would love to have yeah. seen him live perform. That's fair. That, that's... <laughs> but I would love to, and I would like to fact check some people because I know there's all these crazy stories about some movies, like Exorcist. But I know you said that. Uh, yeah. I, where people, I would like to know where people are really going crazy in the theater. Let, let me sit in the back. It makes you wonder, notes. yeah. <laughs> back in that time period, because. I'm interested in how much of that is is myth and legend. Some of the the crazy stuff people say. Agreed. But yeah, that would be that would be really my my favorite uh, horror movie. I think I've said it on here before, is the original Nightmare on Elm Street. So I would love to go back to the '80s and check that out originally when it came out. And no, and that right. was an independent. Nobody knew that was going to be anything. So I would love right. to see people's uh, genuine reactions in the theater. You know. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, New Line Cinema hinged pretty much a lot of what they had on that movie being a success. And then, I mean, because of that, we have, like, Lord of the Rings now. Yeah, so. that's what they call it, man, the house that Freddie built. Because it really, yep. literally, from that, from, yep. uh, you know, all your money in and hope for the best. <laughs> or we're all broke. Yeah. And it's in the studio closes. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's something, I know that still happens today, but uh, it was just, it, it felt different back then. I don't know why, it just... I feel like that's probably a story that happens all the time today, too. But back then, it was, I don't know why the impact just felt greater for some reason. Well, I mean, it's actually some podcasts that I've listened to have brought some of this stuff up. But I mean, back then, like, I mean, I was born in 87. So, like, obviously, like, Nightmare on Elm Street came out before I was even born. But I remember watching it as a kid. And I remember, like, the sequels coming out um, after, you know, I kind of became, like, aware of things. But, like, we didn't have. The, the internet obviously to know or like see a trailer drop so like you, we know so much farther in advance when some of this stuff is happening where back then i mean even when i was in high school i remember going to the movies after seeing maybe like a two minute trailer of a movie and not necessarily knowing what i'm going into and just hoping that it's going to be good and just being shocked so many times because i didn't know a lot about what i was going to see yeah it's it's really changed the experience, I think, because nowadays, I mean, it builds, I think it builds a lot more hype for stuff that that sometimes it can't live up to. Agreed. Because we're starting two years in advance. This movie is going to be coming. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, we're starting way yeah. early. So the hype is building. And we're getting the first pictures now. And then you get the first teaser. And then you get, so you're like, you're getting way too much information. And then you're building all this hype. Where back then, I, yeah, you're right. I can remember, because you don't know anything about the movies. You, you find out when you see the trailer in the theater that this movie's coming. Yeah. And you're like, oh, wow, they're making this movie? And yeah. I mean, because I really wasn't buying, like, movie magazines back then. So I didn't really know what was going on. No, same here. <laughs> I didn't know yeah, what I was never... coming. I may have nope. gotten a Fangoria just at the grocery store because they had a cool cover once. But I don't feel like yeah. I was... I didn't have a subscription, is what I'm saying, <laughs> to anything. So I just really didn't know. But yeah, the pure, most, and you know what? I wonder, thinking about that, is that why old movies have a different, it feels like they have a different 
place in people's hearts, I guess. Just because you I, really did experience it without expectation, I guess. Or without, like now everything is overhyped. And it's hard yeah. to live up to that. And some movies aren't that bad, but it's just, they're, they're so overhyped that it can't, it just can't possibly live up to the overhype. So it's like, back then, you could hype, some stuff was hyped up, but not like now. Everything was like, you were just more excited to experience it. Does that make sense? No, I mean, I think you're onto something there for sure. And I mean, for me, like, there's some movies that have come out in recent memory that I absolutely love. And I like to wait a little bit before I put them on, like, too high up on my, like, favorite horror movies list. Or, like, even favorite movies list. Just because I think time also you need to really let something settle to make sure that it actually has like the legs and you're not just kind of being a prisoner of the moment. But I mean, I've actually heard some podcasters also bring this up and I tend to agree with it. When things were shot on film and film was so expensive that like, I feel like sometimes they tried harder at times and like, cause you had such little, like what you could do. And I mean, I think now when you can shoot on digital, I think some people don't take it and don't put as much heart into it just because, I mean, you can get the coverage that you need for shots and whatnot because like it's so much cheaper to store all that information and then, you know, go back and edit what you need to from it. And I mean, I do think there's a lot of times that we run into where... I don't know if people, like, if directors are the ones in charge of it now, but there's a lot of times where they don't edit enough out of their movie, mm-hmm. so it ends up running overly long, where I think sometimes back in the day, I mean, there's some movies that were a detriment where they took too much of the stuff out, but I think sometimes that, like, I don't know, it just seemed like back in, like, especially the 70s and 80s, you could get so many movies that would have that crisp 90-minute runtime, yeah. and it just <laughs> worked so much better. I feel like we were talking about that at some point. Because, <laughs> yeah. I feel like we were, too. And yeah. I just don't understand why nowadays we just can't tell a 90-minute clean movie. Like, back then, right. you could just get it done. Easy. Every movie just got it done. I don't know how. Just the craziest movies, like, how, like was the new RoboCop an hour and a half, or was it two hours and something? I didn't even. I don't even know. I don't remember. But the I old mean, Robocop it told you, like you got was. all the information and everything in like an hour and a half. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Agreed. Until the, I think until the 90s, we couldn't do that. Yeah. That's when we kind of slowed down on being able to do that, late 90s. Well, I mean, I guess you had all of your like epic pictures. I mean, you've had them throughout the history. I mean, like the Godfather 1 and 2, I mean, those ones are both extremely long. So like, well, yeah, I mean, epic, you've had... Epics, yeah, but I mean... Right, Nowadays, yeah. it's just any movie. <laughs> it's, Agreed. It's 223. Just any movie. Because <laughs> <Agreed. laughs> it's got too much extra crap in it that you don't need. Or, or, yeah. That, that's my problem is a lot of times movies double tell you stuff nowadays or triple tell you stuff. And it's like you waste a lot more time. Or they just like spoon feed you. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I think we could like It's like get just this. either like, tell me, show me it. You don't have to tell me right. and then show me and then have somebody else retell the story. What you just showed me. Exactly. <laughs> and then have a flashback exactly. to what you just showed me. <laughs> <laughs> but it happens. Uh, okay, I don't want to get off track, but let's go ahead and jump into this movie. Because I was about no, to, I, mean, I was really about to get into my Batman thoughts, but this isn't a <laughs> podcast for that. Fair enough. I mean, I guess we could segue for the fact that the movie that we covered was an hour and 23 minutes, and I think it does a solid enough job in conveying its story. So before we actually get into it, I will throw up the spoiler warning. So if you have not seen the movie we're going to be covering, just make sure that if you are worried about it, I would go check it out and then come back and listen. If not, I mean, 
this is the type of movie that you might not necessarily need to worry about just because there's not a whole lot to it. This is more of like a visual type thing, but we are covering I Drink Your Blood. This is from 1970. It was written and directed by David E. Durston. This stars Bakashar Roy Chahurdi, Jaden Wong, and Rhonda Foltz. And an actual name that I also wanted to toss in there is Lynn Lowry. This is technically her feature film debut because another movie that she was in was filmed but got released after this one. But she is uncredited in this movie. Uh, this is a horror film that was from the United States. And I guess the last thing I want to say before the we kind of get into our opening thoughts and everything is that first ever film to be rated X by the MPAA based on violence alone. Now, this is an interesting. <laughs> this is an interesting movie. Something I thought. Um, just talking about the t- the title, I drink your blood, but it was a phobia yeah. originally, right? Yeah, because originally it was gonna be phobia, but then they wanted to double feature this with his other movie of I Eat Your Skin. That's a. It's 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 always weird to me how they change names so much back in the day. Agree. I just don't feel like people do that. They just pick a name nowadays. But back then, it's like everything is always like two names. Well, because I do know the Italian films were bad for it because they would get the rights, they would show a movie, and if it didn't do well under the one name, they would change the name to try to get more people back in the movie. But, yeah, there does seem like a lot of movies back in the day that would do that, though. Not even just Italian movies, but, like, other ones that would have a name and then switch it up. So I'm wondering if it's the same type of thing where it's like, well, this didn't sell under this name, so let's try it under this one to see what happens. Now, this is another one, like, um, I'm trying to think of what was the other movie that was like this. I think it was Lord Shango, where, you know, watching this movie, I mean, it's not a bad movie. It's not a badly directed movie, but this director, yeah. David Durston, didn't really do much. No. So I just I just thought that was kind of weird because whenever I see a movie that's that's a pretty pretty decently shot movie I mean everything I always wonder why those sometimes they don't get more opportunities that's weird. See the only thing I could say because like I agree with you I think he shot this well I don't think there's any real issues that I had with like the filmmaking I do wonder if making a movie like this kind of ruined his career to go on and go on to bigger things because of just like kind of the violence and what they kind of put into it. Satanic influences and stuff. It could have been something like that where he wasn't established enough and then he kind of got pigeonholed or they're just like, that's schlock what you did. And that kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier, like knowing the climate of that time. Like, was it like a thing where they're like, oh no, you know, the religious groups are coming after us. We got to shut this down. Or like, I don't don't know. Like, we really don't know. (laughs) But it would be interesting, you know. So while we're, while we're in the DeLorean, like, going back in time, you know, we can set all these points of, of things to check out. Right. <laughs> but I, I know, I, I think I brought it to you just randomly, but mm-hmm. he did um, change his career path slightly, supposedly, after okay. this and start going into more for some some uh, adult family, some adult photography okay. stuff. So just keep that in mind. He... So he did have work after this. He just didn't do a lot of feature film work after this. Interesting. Stag film work, I guess you'd call it. Yeah. So that's that's an interesting thing about him. I mean, this movie, there are some, I guess you can see some erotic nature to some of the shots, I guess. Yeah, especially that opening scene. (laughs) Yes, when we get into that, yeah. There's a moment I'm going to talk about when we get into that that I thought was interesting for the career path he went into. So. Okay. <laughs> but okay, man. Um, let me see. What? Anything else you want to talk about? 
from the um, um, trivia or anything like that? Yeah, I, I said this movie was just interesting to me because I feel like, as we were talking earlier, is I think this paves the way for things like the crazies came out a couple years after this, which is interesting is that you had brought up to me in pregame that this had, like, borrow, like, they got the idea slightly from, like, Night of the Living Dead. Yes, yes. So it's kind of interesting that it feels like Romero might have borrowed ideas from this one for the crazies, which also featured Lynn Lowry. Um, but outside of that, I did like that. Oh, the I, mean, I guess I don't Manson like stuff. it. I remember you brought that up as well. Yeah, because that it's it's kind of exploitative that they borrowed kind of the ideas. Because like writing pig on somebody that happens in this movie was taken directly from that. But I I don't mind the idea of like this hippie cult that is a little bit more vicious. Because, I mean, it's kind of interesting is that hippies usually were very, you know, like, free love and friendly. And this almost feels like it's playing on the fears of people that hippies were this counterculture and we had to fear them. But they're also mixing it with, you know, the satanic cult, which I think this is probably right around the time of, like, the beginning of the satanic panic. Where they don't necessarily are, like, they're not usually the same type of people, but I think they're playing on the fears of that older culture. And something that they're also playing with is the LSD and acid kind of yep. thing. What's the, right. I don't even know what the uh, climate was on that. Like, is that, because this movie seems like it's saying it makes you evil. Yeah. I don't know if that's what, is that what everybody believed? Or is that what somebody was trying to push? Like, I don't, I don't even know what that, what the, because um, I've never really had a lot of experience with that. So I don't even know. I really yeah, don't know how I've authentic. Never what's happening in the movie is to somebody on the LSD trip. Because I do know that there was a whole movement of, like, films that came out around this time. I don't think most of them were bad, though. Like, there were some that were, where, like, if you had a bad trip that it could, you know, ruin your life completely and everything. But I do know that there was, like, some movies where I don't remember enough about them because I've only seen some of them just, like, once, and this would have been, like, right after college when... You know, I just kind of would stumble upon some weird movies. So I don't necessarily know if they are speaking out against the use of, like, LSD and, like, acid and everything or not. Yeah, see, I don't know. Because I know, I, I don't know a lot about that. So that's why I was, like, curious if you knew more than no, I did. I'm with you, yeah. Yeah, because I didn't know if, because I, I know there's a lot of weird stuff about that and some kind of weird, allegedly, government mm-hmm. stuff going on with that and testing. Right, and right. Stuff. So I don't know for sure. So I know this film was saying, like in a uh, what is that? What is that famous weed movie about weed? The oh, dangers uh, of weed. Madness. Yeah, Reefer Madness. Yeah. I don't know if it's doing that with LSD, saying like if you do LSD, you're gonna join a cult or something. Like I don't know what it, if it's trying to say <laughs> something. Now, I guess right. that's what I'm getting at. I don't know if it's trying to say something about LSD specifically that's fair. <laughs> or not, or if it's just throwing it in the mix because that's a hot topic of the time, maybe. And I mean. I could also see even in the most basic way is that, like, this cult is evil, so, like, they would also do acid, so, or, like, LSD, so they were, like, saying that this is the type of thing that these horrible people would do, so you shouldn't do it. So I could see it as being a cautionary message. Because I guess that makes sense, because I think of hippies of that time, I guess, doing, because I think of Jimi Hendrix doing acid for some reason, so I, I'm assuming, I feel like That's he's, fair. like, a hippie person, kind of. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I can, yeah, that's definitely right on, like, the same type of thing. Yeah, so I, I, I know I can imagine him doing it, so I would imagine in, okay, so yeah, it's not just weed, you would think. I would imagine that's, like, breakfast or something, and acid's dinner, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> that's fair. But, Get you back to equilibrium. <laughs> yeah, right. 
But uh, let me see what else about. Um, did we talk about the X rating that it got originally? Uh, I just brought it up briefly that this did get that for violence. Yes, yes. Okay. I know. Oh, you know uh, something that I didn't say earlier, but I did see here that they were talking about possibly making a remake back in 2009. I think I saw that? a little bit about it, but I didn't read too much outside of that. Yeah, it was it was from an interview in Fangoria. It was a note I saw, okay. but uh, uh, Durston was talking about uh, plans to remake it. But um, I think uh, things kind of fell through. Uh, the production got canceled because he died before he could get to it. Okay. Pretty much. That's Because yeah. he was like 88, I think, at that time. Like, in his yeah, 80s. I did see that he passed away at that age. So, like, that's, so I guess he was getting I mean, everything that's... together, trying to get one last thing out before he passed, but he didn't make it. See, it'd be interesting because I wonder how well this would work if it was made today, I mean, I guess you could just do it as like a period piece. I, know, where I, was, like, I think we talked about this in the pregame. I told you exactly what would happen. There would yeah, be a scene, they would get more kids involved. The kid would have friends, of course, so we can get kids involved, so we can get more people to the theater. And we, we try to make it PG-13 the best we could. <laughs> so yeah, we can get a, as many kids in the theater. That's why you bring more kids and you get Super Soaker involved, get a sponsorship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, man. But we'll get into that because everybody, if you haven't seen this movie, you're like, Super Soaker? What does that got to do with rabies? <laughs> yeah, that's a. It's a do you want to bring up that fun sense. fact before we start? Or do you want to wait till we get into the movie? Um, You can go ahead and throw it out now. Okay, let's bring up that fun fact because when you're watching this movie, there's some things that happen that I really wasn't sure about because rabies. And there's a lot of exposition. There's a nice exposition scene in this movie explaining yep. rabies, which I thought yes. was done actually kind of well. But uh, <laughs> but anyways, water, fear of water is one that's common in humans, and it's called hydrophobia. Mm -hmm. So it happens when you have rabies that you become afraid of water. So that's an actual fact. And it's also weird, cause, like, I was thinking about it watching the movie that, like, they're afraid of water, but it sounds like one of the things that would kill somebody once they get rabies is that you die of dehydration. So it's wild that your body, like, gets a fever and, like, water would be the only thing that would end up helping, but because you become afraid of it, you won't drink it and then you end up dying because of that. Yeah, that's crazy, right? Like, you you kill yourself because you go but so I mean, I crazy that you don't know. You don't understand. That's what I was just gonna happening. say, exactly is that you're. I mean, when you're insane, it's kind of hard to do things that are rational. So I guess that kind of fits in line. In my mind, I'm just imagining somebody like having illusions in the water. It looks like fire or something, and they're scared to get touched by it or something. That would actually, if they did remake this movie, that would be some of the things you'd have to do. Is go like you could lean into the visuals of what these people are seeing. Yeah, see, like kind of see that how their vision is getting, you know, skewed and what they're all the different hallucinations and stuff. Right. That would be interesting visually, anyways. Yeah. I don't know in storytelling. I don't know how they would do it correct, but visually that would be cool. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Because I think was it Bird Box where you never see what the people are seeing, and I kept getting pissed off about that. Yes. But they're seeing yeah, something uh, crazy. I'm like, why come I can't see what they're seeing? I want to know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. I, get, I don't know why I was thinking about that. They just popped in my head. Like, movies where something's happening, but you never see it. Actually see yeah. it. That's the first movie that popped in my head. Okay, sorry, guys. Okay, so uh, anything else, man? I think. I don't uh, know if there's anything else really, really, really fun. 
I don't think so. I think it's kind of all of the things that I had from that to kind of establish before we start jumping in. Okay. All right, man. So we can go ahead and jump in. Okay. All right, so this movie, we actually get a very <laughs> rude kind of intro to this one, is that we get jumped right into a cult performing a ritual to Satan, where at first I thought that everybody was half naked, but then realized immediately that everybody in this cult is naked, and our main guy who leads the cult is Horus, and he has a sword with him, and we actually get to see them going through this ritual where they sacrifice a chicken, they collect its blood, and then pour it over another member of their cult by the name of Su Lin, and all the while this is happening, we have a girl watching what is going on, and I guess before I, you know, put, uh, send this over to you to kind of, for your thoughts of this opening sequence is, I did not realize that the devil was an acid head until watching this movie, and <laughs> that they call themselves something like Devos or something like that, they're supposed to be the children of Satan. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting opening. So we get an assortment of butts right off the bat. Yeah. <laughs> so we know we got people of all shapes and sizes. So they're they're a cult that accepts anybody. And I know yep. <laughs> this is for anybody who's seen this movie. I love this movie, and a lot of people have probably never heard of this movie. Sushi Girl. Um, it's a movie that I love. for. It's just a, a guilty pleasure of mine. But um, they have a sushi girl here. She's just laying with all the food and stuff all on her. And that's what she does in the movie. Like, it's the girl that has the food placed on her where the people eat it. Okay. So that's that's the first thing I thought. I was like, oh, my God, they got a sushi girl. And then, <laughs> but this is, what I, this is what I was alluding to earlier when I said I wanted to talk about something in this opening scene. Um, yeah. When I said the guy had some things that looked like he was ready for porn, I don't know why we need to get just right in the middle of the frame Horace's full bush. I don't know why we, yeah. why we need, I mean, I know the sword. If that's supposed to be like a phallic symbol right there, I guess, but I think it is because the it's covering most. is right most... there, where like just the tip of yeah. the sword and bush is right there. I will say it's strategically placed at least where you're not having like just dong just right. There's there, a like... lot of really good strategic placement when because yes. we got naked people running through the woods, and I don't remember seeing a lot of dingle dong, dingle dangle. No, yeah, I think they do well at hiding all that. They for really sure. do, honestly, because that first scene, I was like, "Yep, this is gonna be a lot of dingle dangle," because there's no no way it can't be, but there's not. So, I mean, it's strategic on their part because I know like they end up getting the X rating for violence, but I mean, I back then, like, I feel like that would have been an automatic X rating if you would have shown some of that stuff on screen too. Yeah, you would think so, but the MPA is so weird. And the ratings, it is so the weird. ratings change and go up, and and what they want and won't accept. It's 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 really stupid. I think that they change it. So or much. like you let one movie in a series get away with something, and then you punish every movie that comes out after the fact yeah. because you let the one slide, and it's like that's not how this works. Yeah, guys. don't do that. Like just if you don't if you don't accept it, don't accept it. But don't yeah, don't do that. Right. But they do that often, and ratings are different because the the one movie that always comes to mind is the race. I don't know if. If anybody's familiar with Charlie Sheen's earlier works, but uh, I've not seen that, but I know what you're talking about. It's got a really badass car on it. So if you've seen that badass car, Dodge Interceptor, yeah. uh, it's it's like a Fast and the Furious meets Alien Revenge story. It's weird, but um, yeah. anyways, <laughs> my point was that uh, that movie was PG-13, but you see this woman's full nipple. Oh and yeah. I don't, I don't know. The, the rating systems are always weird. That was from the '80s. Yeah. So I just. 
And I feel like I saw a lot of butts in the 80s and PG-13 yep. uh, movies. It's weird how the rating is weird. I don't know. Well, I mean, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure the movie, just one of the guys, I'm pretty sure she's topless and that's PG-13. Yeah, so I don't know. It, it, yep. it's, it's just so weird. It's all over the, all over the place sometimes. Yeah, they kind of got much more strict in the 90s about what you could put in a PG-13 movie. Yeah, but it is what it is, I guess, <laughs> with that. But okay, man, let's, let's get back on the topic here. Okay. Oh, you know what? Oh, I, guess I got we'll... one more thing. One more thing. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah. Um, now I do think the girl we we're talking about, the girl watching, she's just kind of. Yes. This is. I don't know. Is this something you want to come watch? I don't know. I almost feel like she didn't know what she was actually gonna be watching, especially because we'll get into the character of Andy, who is the one that invited her. Yeah. But I don't know if she knew exactly what she was getting into. But why and would I you think invite that's why her? it's so shocking. It's like why would you invite her to this? I guess. You want you hoping that she's into it? I guess is that what you're. Well, hoping? I mean, he's not overly into it either, no, though. He's so not. I'm almost so I'm like, why do? So why I'm you? almost thinking it's more for him. Is that like I don't think he took it as seriously, and I think this is starting to be the point. I mean, obviously, I mean, this is like two minutes into the movie. I think he's starting to be like, yeah, this is a bit more than I was even signing up for. So was he there naked? Because I, I, I remember there was like five yeah. people, but I couldn't remember if he was one of the butts yeah. we saw or not. <laughs> yeah, cause I remember seeing him. He's on like the edge of the frame. I feel like like he's one of like the last people like at the edge of the group when they're like you know putting everybody together. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, okay. So yeah, Horace is the son of the devil in this little chant yes. they do. <laughs> and I will also say here is that oh, I no, kind of enjoyed this drunk, weird. Hey, let's mention that they drunk that acid too. They oh yep they were also using drugs and everything like that during this and what i kind of actually was going to lead into what i was going to say as well is i was already in this early in the movie digging the soundtrack oh. as they went very synth heavy <laughs> yes. for most of it and it was trippy which i think works when you're using drugs like lsd and you're trying to convey it to your audience i was super into that and all the weird like guitar twangs and sound effect yep. kind of things they were warbling and all that stuff i was into all of that stuff right? it was pretty cool yep it, it it I was so this is one where like I I appreciated all that little stuff and I don't know how audience at the time would have reacted to it but I I like all that stuff. Oh, for sure. So yeah, especially like you said with the with the drug kind of related and kind of trippiness of it, I'm with yep. it. I'm totally with it. Um, and so it's from here is that Horace when he learns that Andy invited her, he freaks out and they actually go off into the woods and like catch her and attack her. And so then we end up getting to see her a little bit walking the next morning where you can clearly see that she's been attacked. Now, I wasn't sure here if they just beat her up or if she was raped. See, that's that's a weird thing because, um, like, on the Wikipedia, it said that that she was raped. And she seems to be holding holding her vagina vagina a little bit when she's walking up. To me. But I don't know if she's just holding her dress down. But it feels like she's see, holding herself like she's sore to me. The way see, she my thing is, like, I was like, oh, they probably raped her. But then as the movie goes on, she's not really just, like, giving the, like, after effects that you normally get for somebody who would go through that type of trauma. Now, I know everybody's kind of different in how you react and everything like that. But I almost feel like even though You're- Andy... It doesn't attack her. I still feel like she might be a little bit concerned about him, and she doesn't seem to be at all. You're right, because... But that's the weird thing, because... Who can... It's, 
if it almost feels like Andy isn't one of the people that caught her when she ran away. That's what I'm wondering if he just kind of like because he seems, and we'll get to it later, but he seems to not even know exactly what happened to her. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I agree with you. It it doesn't feel like he's one of the ones that chased after her. So I mean, I guess that could explain it. But I mean, the movie never explicitly says anything yeah, there, never, so I think it is she open. She never really says what happens to her. What happened to her? Agreed. She doesn't tell anybody, so it could be one of those things like that where it did happen and she just is pretending like nothing happened because she never reveals. Right. And she, the way that she's, I mean, the way that she's laying there after she gets back, yeah, it looks like it because she looks like she's lost in, like, you know what I'm saying, like. It looks like yeah. it. The way that she's no, acting, that's why she looks at, traumatized. Even at this point, I was like, oh, it could be that. But, I mean, it could also be that, like, she got beat up. And, I mean, because that could also traumatize you where you kind of are in, like, a shock state. But I almost feel like the movie doesn't want to go explicit either way and leaves it up to the viewer to kind of decide if that's what happened to her or not. Well, we, we said that earlier. I don't know if it was on here or on pregame, but the, the movie is... I won't say tasteful. <laughs> That's a bit strong. But it's somewhat tasteful in how it doesn't show you some of the more thing the more th- the things that it could show you sexually. Because yeah. let this be another movie and you get to full assault and everybody yeah. gets a turn type deal in some movies. So Well, I mean, <laughs> just put into perspective, like right around the same exact time would have been Last House on the Left mm-hmm. and like that movie is way more explicit with what they do there. So I mean so it didn't yeah. it didn't fall into that that kind of trope that was starting at this time I guess of the you must have a rape scene. Right. So <laughs> I'm glad for that. I'm, I I really do appreciate that cuz you you get the point. I mean, if you see you get the point and you can either yeah. say that that happened or not in your own like you said with your own mind you can kind of visualize okay. as far as you want to go with what what possibly happened to her, you know. Yep. So I think that's a good way to do it because whenever you let the maybe that's what why they were able to keep movies shorter because they didn't they let the audience kind of you know paint their own conclusions at times and then just jump to the next thing I guess I don't know I mean I don't think you're completely wrong there is that it does seem like movies especially back in this time period gave the audience more credit that they could either fill in the blanks that they wanted you to or that you could fill in your own blanks and kind of go from there. Yeah, and that may, that may be the difference because like we were saying, you get spoon-fed so much in movies these days. When movies don't right. do that, we're like, oh, wow, that was a great movie. <laughs> you <laughs> right. know what I mean? But yeah, but, yeah, but, they, but she gets, uh, let's talk about she gets discovered by uh, Mildred and who's the, what's the boy's name? <laughs> Whose uh, son Pete. is this boy? We don't know, right? It's it's Pete is his uh, name. Yeah. yeah, they end up getting, they find her walking, and then this causes Mildred to go out to this dam that they're building where she talks to the guy that she's dating, which I believe his name was Roger. Yeah, Roger. And the reason they go out there is it seems like the grandfather of Pete and Sylvia, being the sister, the grandfather is the veterinarian, but for whatever reason, he's out at the dam while that's while their workers are out that way. So they call him back, but they actually need to have a real doctor check her out because there's not much he can do according to him. Yeah, that was weird. But So this is like a small town in the middle of nowhere is what we're kind of told, right? Well, I also get the idea that they're building this dam. It sounds like they're going to flood this area soon. So I'm, it sounds like the, the city is relocating, and we just have a very small group of people that are still there. Oh, and this is something that I didn't bring up, but we can bring it up now. 
This actually okay. was a town that was set for demolition. Oh, okay. In real life, and they were able to film. Just they let them keep it open just long enough to finish the movie, and then oh, then cool. they actually went ahead and demolished it. So that's why it oh, looks okay. kind of like it does because it actually was an abandoned place about to be demolished. That fits perfectly then. Yeah, I forgot to bring it up earlier, but this was a perfect spot for that. <laughs> yeah. All right. So. Um, and I was gonna say, and then from there we also get interconnected. Here is that. Actually, I should point this out now. There's probably going to be a lot of times where we're going to have to run with one storyline and then come back to one that runs concurrently with it. Because this movie does like to jump between groups a lot. Because actually, during the same exact time is when our cult's van breaks down just outside of town. And they actually prank a sleeping member of their group by pushing their van over the edge of like a small cliff. And it like rolls down and then... Shelly is the one that they pranked, and he's not very happy about what happened. And then they end up deciding that they're going to head into town to see what it has to offer and to see if anybody can help them. Yeah, this is weird because when they first uh, kind of break down, I don't know why yeah. I assumed they would still be naked. Because <laughs> <in the> <laughs> when Horace opens the door, they're just in regular clothes. And I'm like, I don't know why I thought they would just be like nudist as well. Just always an orgy, <laughs> yeah, just everything going on. But when we meet our Motley crew here as they're getting out, because we're seeing everybody's face clearly, and man, yep. this is an assortment of characters we got here, bro. It really is. It's crazy. And I thought this one lady, that uh, her name was Molly, I believe, the pregnant uh, lady. The pregnant one? Yeah. Yes. I thought she was an old lady because of the wig she had on. So when we meet her, I'm like, we got an old lady, we got an Asian lady, we got a black guy, we got like a country white guy, a city white guy, uh, we got yeah. we got everything. You know, I'm like, wow. And we got Horace is supposed to be Native American, I guess. Yeah, and I, kinda and we were talking in pregame that so he's actually know. Indian. So like, we got from everybody. India. So they just kind of picked up. I really want to know the story of how these people met. Were they. Like, how did they meet, I wonder? Would that be uh, something in the remake? <laughs> they would have I that, mean, you could definitely that do that. Story. I mean, I guess the easy way would be that, I, like, a concert or, like, a film fe- or not a film festival, but, like, a music festival could have been something. Or just, like, selling drugs where, like, if Horace is dealing, you know, acid, you drop a few times with it, or, like, LSD, you might end up just starting to hang out with that guy and... Because, I mean, I think that's kind of what happened with the Manson family is that he started to drug them, so they kind of stayed around. Yeah, because, you know what? <laughs> I've seen uh, Once was, was Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. And I don't yeah. know how much of that is real or not, that they were living on that that uh, commune thing or whatever. I oh, don't, that I don't actually really know believe a lot is about real. That. Okay, that part was real? I believe that part is actually real where it was like an abandoned film studio type thing, okay. like back lot. And because nobody had been going out there for so long, they ended up just squatting there for a while. Okay, so it was that kind of... So maybe... Okay, so that that's where they probably took this idea that they kind of squatted in this hotel place or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I didn't know... Because with that movie, I don't know. It's a lot of... You know, it takes a lot of uh, uh, freedom <laughs> with some of the stuff. Yeah. So I don't know what's real or not in that movie. Yeah, it's one of those Quentin Tarantino... Um, alternate yeah. past type things that yeah, he likes to do, which I, mean, <laughs> which I mean, I don't mind it. No, I don't mind it, man. That and the Glorious Bastards, not a bad not a bad way to do it. <laughs> nope, not at all. <laughs> okay, but anyways, back back to this movie. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. They, when they, um, so they all get out, and this is a crazy trick to play on somebody. Like, 
Yeah. Because this guy literally could have broke his neck and died. <laughs> you don't know how but the car is going to land. This doesn't seem to care about the value of like life. They're though, laughing. So They're can... all laughing. I'm like, right. you can go down and open the door and this dude's neck could be broken. And right. they probably would still laugh. <laughs> kind of what we see, though, is they don't seem to really like Shelly all that much. I wonder what's it. I think, well, actually, you know what? At the very opening, um, well, no, we're going to get to it here in a minute, actually. We'll, we'll get to we'll get to something why, okay. why I think they don't like him here in a minute. When we get to the okay. rat scene. Yeah, and then from here, they actually go into town, and they meet Mildred as well as Pete at the bakery where she is the like owner and operator there. And this is where they kind of get the idea that the town is pretty much abandoned. There's no hotel or anything like that. So they end up buying some like older meat pies that she's going to end up getting rid of at a discount. And they decide that they are going to break into the abandoned hotel and going to pretty much squat in it, which kind of goes back to what we were talking about with the Manson family. Yeah, and uh, uh, who tells them that it's just full of rats? Somebody tells them that. Is it Pete? Uh, it was either Pete or Mildred okay. bring it up. Yeah, and they're, I think it's Pete because he's like, "Oh, we're gonna we'll just have a rat barbecue or something." Yeah, they're gonna go on a rat hunt. Whichever whoever kills the most rats gets to be the leader of the cult for that night. That's so. Did they eat them? They eat them. Oh yeah, they throw them on the fire with like a uh, like a stick where they were doing almost like a like a pig roast, but they have like their tails and stuff tied together. David, you know what, man? I hope I hope I never come to that point in life, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> where I'm just no. barbecuing a rat, just just with my if mouth I, watering. That's rock that's bottom the only for thing me. I can eat. <laughs> I hope I hope that day never comes, man. <laughs> I hope I'm never in no, a that's... weird saw scenario where I'm just in an abandoned building trying to barbecue a rat. <laughs> oh, same boat for me. If I'm eating rat, then you've know I've hit rock bottom. So like, there might be like an intervention of some sort that okay. needs to be lined up. One one caveat, unless it's a um. I can't even think of Demolition Man future where it's a rat burger uh, and a beer. Maybe. Maybe. That's fair. Okay. <laughs> if that if it's being sold in a restaurant, I think I can, you know, slightly also like back down from that. So No, yeah. I've not been to Mexico, so I don't know for sure what I ate. I ate some weird meats. <laughs> some weird meat that's tacos. Fair. I was deep, like hours deep in Mexico, so I don't a hundred percent know it was beef. I was served iguana. It might have been rat. I don't know. Like, it could have been. It was meat. When I, my, yeah, it was meat. My brother-in-law, because I have a Hispanic uh, wife, my brother-in-law told me one time. <laughs> this, okay, I, I hate to I detract it, but there's a snake in this story real quick. <laughs> I had a pet snake. There is. And I had some tongs that I used to uh, put the rats in there, the, the what I would feed them. Yeah. So, and I had, I had, I had okay, I had to put them outside. Uh, yeah, I know. If you're a snake owner, I know. I know. I had to put them outside in the backyard because my wife was so scared of them. So, anyway, of course, he was. Gonna, I was feeding him when my brother-in-law was barbecuing. And he was cooking fajitas or something. He couldn't find any tongs to put the fajitas. And he was looking uh. around, and there were some tongs over there on the cage. And he grabbed them and started cooking with them. <laughs> so, the batch of fajitas, I was like, I was like, where'd you get, why are you using my rat tongs? And he was like, meat is meat. <laughs> oh. That was his that's that that was was <laughs> answer. Meat is meat. If you cook uh -huh. it, it's meat. It doesn't matter. 
And uh, I don't, I don't know. That was just a weird thing to me. That <laughs> the only thing that I will say here, though, is I'm assuming like the rats you were feeding weren't like the ones you'd find in like the New York subway. So I feel like at least they're not like disease ridden. So like, no, they were they were already dead, like pre frozen rats. <laughs> so I feel like at that's the only thing that I'd be like, you know what? I'd still probably eat the fajitas just for the fact that like I know that the rats were not like. You know, the Volkswagen-sized ones that you'd find in, like, a really disgusting place. Okay, everybody, side note. Me and my son and one more person saw this, so we ate the fajitas that were already in the kitchen. <laughs> Nobody said anything because there was a lot of people and we didn't want <laughs> to alarm anybody. Well, you don't want to throw away all that food. No, meat. And he said, he said meat is meat, so I'm, if you say that, maybe everybody else in the family will say that, so... That's true. But me and my son and I think my nephew were like, nope, we're going to go ahead and grab that bowl that's already in there and just finish that. <laughs> y'all can have can't what's blame left. You. Like, can't don't y'all want the all. fresh stuff off the grill? You don't want the stuff that's already sitting. <laughs> it's like, no, nah, I'm fine with this. We're good. Okay, guys, I'm sorry about that, guys. With that, I don't know why eating rats and that just brought, brought that story to my mind. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, well, these are some gross here, or gross rats. Yeah, they are. These are really nasty ones. And actually, the winner of this is Rolo, and he ends up becoming the cult leader. And it seems like he doesn't like Shelly very much because he decides that they are going to sacrifice him and actually is the one that starts cutting into him pretty early on into the night. Yeah, this is the, the what I was talking about earlier because as he's doing the little speech that they have to do, because it's the, one, the same one that Horace does. Yes. <laughs> but I do like that he adds in and now, that means that Satan is a black man. <laughs> yes. I thought that was yes, a funny little thing he had in there. But, um, but yeah, but he's doing a little the bit about there's no fear and there's no pain and right. all that. And Shelly is really, like, reacting negatively to it. And yep. I think he doesn't like that he's not really into it. Like, he doesn't seem super into it, I guess. Like, he doesn't well, believe it. It seems like Shelly and Andy are, like, the same boat where they don't seem to be fully into it, but... At this point, Andy is hiding it better, where Shelly, like you said, is visibly showing that he's not into what they're doing. Yeah, he's like, get that out of my face. He's kind of like moving, you know, he's kind of not into it. And like, right. Sue Lynn's super into it. Horace's super into yep. it. Rollo's super into it. The chicks, Molly's kind of not, she's into it, but not super. She's kind of weird. I almost feel like they give her a pass because she's pregnant. Yeah. Like, I feel like, she's not, she's and she's not carrying Horace's. The beginning. She's sitting off to the side. Right, and I think with her as well is that um, she's also carrying Horace's child, mm -hmm. so they might be giving her a little bit more leeway just because, like, I mean, she could be visibly having issues because she is pregnant. But Yeah, but those two guys really aren't into it, Andy and uh, the other guy. Yep. But, yeah, I think that's why he doesn't like him because he seems really, really like he's just kind of hanging out, not really embracing it, and Horace is super into it. I mean, uh, Rollo is super into it. So he's yep. like, so I, that's why I knew he was going to mess with him. Yep. And this, but is this where they tie him up and all that? Uh, yeah, they like cut him up and then they tie him up. They do this weird ritual with him where they've cut him up and are swinging him back and forth and it's spraying blood on everybody's faces. This is something I think I, I think we were kind of talking about because I wasn't sure. Why does he pass out? Did they? I mean, I don't feel like they cut him. Like he had lost that much blood to where he had already passed out. The only or was thing it LSD I can think on of, the knife? I think that's what I asked earlier. It could be, and it could also be that they're, like, hanging him by, like, underneath his arms. So I almost wonder if, like, that could have had an effect on him, too. 
Oh, like from the hanging, being hung, kind of? Yeah, from hang, like, because, I mean, he's not obviously being hung upside down, which that would make you pass out very quickly, but I do wonder if, like, blood loss, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if they also gave him drugs, but then, like, having him strung up like that and swinging, that that could also, I think, possibly be, a, like, an explanation. How does, I know we, I asked this earlier, and I think you, you don't know if you have the answer either. How does LSD work as, in my mind, I'm thinking, that, can she dip the knife in the LSD cup? And then when she cut him with it, will it go into your bloodstream like that? Does it uh, work like I've that? I've never <laughs> used it, but I think it would because I know LSD and, like, acid are very similar. And I know, like, that can be taken as, like, um, almost like a Listerine strip where you can put that on your tongue. Mm -hmm. You can also use it as, like, eye drops. So, like, I think that's what I've heard. I've heard, it, I've heard it like a – seen it like a somebody mixing it in a drink or yeah. – eye put it in your eye like you said like drips dropping in your eye those are the things that i've heard or seen people talk about but i don't like i said i don't know a lot about it honestly it could be that because i just know in this one they do have it in pill form that we'll actually see here shortly but i wouldn't i think you might be onto something that it could have been on the knife as well so that it's i was like kind of he literally right just passes stream. out like right if it feels like right away like yeah. So I'm like, or was he already kind of messed up from, they were probably doing drugs already. I think they also were doing drugs most of the night, so I think it's kind of a combination of all of these things kind of contributed to him passing out. Okay, yeah. Because I was, I was like, man, that guy just passed out because they cut his foot. I was like, what? <laughs> right, like, that's it? That's all it took? Yeah, I thought he was, I honestly thought he was dead. I was like, I know he's not dead, because he was just kind of like right. limp, hanging there swinging. <laughs> I'm like, if he died from a foot cut, bro, you're not you're not made for this world because you're gonna cut your feet <laughs> at some point. You're also not made for this cult. <laughs> no, this cult is way more hardcore than that. Bro. But okay, so let's let's go ahead and move on. So, um, and then I think from here is where Sylvia wakes up and the grandfather gets very upset, knowing that this cult was the one that attacked her. So he takes his gun, tells Pete to stay back, and he's going to go confront them, but. I mean, the guy's old, but he also gets his gun taken very fast once he gets inside and interrupts what this cult is doing, <laughs> and they end up attacking him, and I do know he gets a hit of LSD dropped into his mouth from the blonde, the blonde cult member that is nameless, and they start to mess with him until Pete interrupts. Yeah, it, it was really easily taken away, like, what... <laughs> And it's not the it's not the last time somebody's gonna get a gun easily taken away in this movie either. That's true. <laughs> I thought that was ridiculous, but yeah, they. I'm not sure what he thought he was gonna do. I'm not either. Cause he, I don't know, I don't know. Well, he was. I feel like he was trying to run them out of town, but like. But you're by they you're out one person. <laughs> I don't know right. what you think you're gonna. You're old one person at that, and it's a group. It's not. It's not and like, not only that, but like. They're insane, or at least drugged up to the point where, like, it's very close to being insanity. And, like, I don't know if I would confront these people without having some backup or at least something a little bit more heavier than his, like, rifle <laughs> or his shotgun or whatever. And I like how they're teasing him. Like, Horace is like, oh, man, I want to make sure you get a clean shot. Let me clean your glasses. <laughs> and he just breaks his glasses. Right. And just kind of messes with it. Yeah, he's like, here you go. Now he's clear. You can see. And he just hits him in the stomach. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but I knew that was coming because I'm like, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna screw with you, old man. Why would you even? Oh do yeah. It? And then uh, who gives them the LSD? The girl? I believe it's the blonde 
that doesn't have a name who's very promiscuous. Okay, yeah, because she's all licking on him. She's like, oh, he's old, but he tastes good or something, she says. Yeah. I'm like, yep. I'm thinking, I don't know why my first thought was like, the snozzberries taste like snozzberries. <laughs> I say that all the time. I love I kept line. thinking that when she was licking his face, I was like, what is she doing? <laughs> and what was that movie? Uh, the movie where Super Troopers, where the dude is like, and they make him eat all the mushrooms and all the stuff, and he's in the back just oh, freaking yeah. out when they pull him over. He's just licking yep. the window. <laughs> I was thinking, I think that every time, like, and I don't know anything about mushrooms either. I don't know much about that drug, so. I'm I don't right know the similarities you. as far as the hallucinations though. <laughs> I'm not either. But I know these are those are two drugs that I've I've allegedly produced. Uh, that might not even be allegedly. That might be a fact. <laughs> produce uh, hallucinations. So. Yes. But again, you said it earlier, man. I really would like to know later in the movie what these people are seeing. But we'll get to it. Yeah, because I mean, I think that would be an interesting thing to kind of play with. Yes, sir. Okay. Let's get to the next part. Let's go. Um, and then from here, they try to entice Pete into the house. And I think it's Molly that points out, like, hey, we can't kill these people. Like, there's so few people here that, like, they're going to know that it was them. And I do know that I believe, or at least I think so, I think Rolo chases after Pete into the woods. And then they end up finally letting the grandfather go and realizing, like, they can't do this. And then oh no 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 they is, gave him they gave the boy to grandpa because remember they're like oh here's your here's yeah, your grandpa yeah. he's drunk just uh, right and they were chasing home. around the boy and they finally just end up giving up and realizing that Bali's right and you can't just kill these yeah people. you gotta let him go so they just let him go and then like he's walking him home drunk and the grandpa is just out of there yes he is way is wasted because <laughs> he's well, I think it's funny table. what is he got salt shakers or something what is that he's holding. Yeah, it's something like that. And I love how Pete is like, yeah, he's drunk. And Sylvia's like, yeah, he's not drunk. Like, they, they gave him something. Like, he's drugged right now. And I was like, how does she know? Yeah. Well, I guess she was at the party, remember? Yeah, but I, I didn't realize she knew the effects, though. Like, just looking at somebody immediately, what the, uh, you know, what was going on there. Oh, I thought they were just alluding that she was a hip, she was a hip young chick. So she knew what was going on She could streets. be. That's what I mean. She must Even have been. Even though she lives she in this sleepy, exactly. uh, in the middle of nowhere town, she knows what's going on like in LA and New York and big cities. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, she knows. But yeah, but she was there, so she knows they're doing drugs, I guess. And the little boy's like, LSD? What's that? <laughs> right. So all of a sudden, we're in like a 1980s like uh, after school special. <laughs> it's like, what is that? But what is what does he say here? Like, I know what rabies is. What does he say? Um, He knew something he knew about. I forgot what, it, what the little kid knew about, but he didn't know about LSD. Oh, yeah, he does know something. I don't really remember. It was one of those things, like, it happened so fast that I was like, wait, what? I feel like he's talking about rabies, though, for just randomly. <laughs> that he knows what rabies is or something. I don't know. It does feel like that's what he's, like, saying at that point, but I was like, what? He alludes like, to wanting to be a veterinarian a lot in the movie. He does. Like, that's what his dream job is. Because I know there's that point later on that's kind of a throwaway line where Mildred tells him that he could be a baker yet. And he's like, no, I want to be a veterinarian. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Right, no, when that scene happens, it's after he's already done some stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. Yep. But, okay. Uh, okay. Let's get back in here. Well, this is actually kind of interesting is from this point is the boy... I think encountered the dog while he was running around in the woods, but ends up killing this dog. And we learn that it's rabid. And I didn't understand what we were doing here at first, but he goes back to his grandfather's 
um, I guess, equipment room, takes a bunch of medical supplies, and goes back and takes blood from this dog as he's got a revenge plot in his mind. Yeah, how did he come to this? What? <laughs> how did, I feel like there should be, like, something before this. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, this is a it's big kinda... step. This is a really big step. I mean, I can understand that he wants to get revenge for what they did to his grandfather and his sister, but I'm with you, is that this seems like a very drastic step to mess with this cult this way. I almost wish, like, wish I could just watch that one scene, but I don't remember when it happens. <laughs> yeah. Just to see what he's, because he's got to have said rabies. I know what rabies does to people, or something in that moment, because I don't know why else he would decide. They're talking about drugs, and he yeah. knows what, if he knows what rabies does, maybe he's thinking it's like a drug that would affect them. Oh. Uh. I like guess that, maybe, it, he, maybe he's not thinking death. He's thinking just the way they did it to his grandpa. I just give it to them. Maybe I'm trying to right. understand this jump to I'm going <laughs> to kill a dog and, and take his blood and inject it into. Yeah, <laughs> that actually jump. goes right into the next thing is the next morning he takes some meat pies and injects them with the blood of this dog. No, no, and no, 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 no. Let's, let's not short sell this. He convinces his mom to make an additional dozen pies so they can have extra pies because he knows yes. he's going to contamin contaminate 12 of them. <laughs> well, I was actually going to say, I give this kid credit is once the cult finally comes in, he is a hard salesman that they need to eat these for breakfast. He's setting prices. He's saying nothing else he's, is ready. He's... Cause that's where, <laughs> he's, yeah, that's where Mildred's like, oh, we could... You could be a baker at this point. That's where that line gets dropped. And I mean, yeah, you're right. Like he's wheeling and dealing with these people. <laughs> really? And they're like, and let me ask you this, man, because I don't know if it's just not a Texas thing. Maybe it's up north. Yeah. What is a meat pie? Is that like a? This is, the only thing I kept thinking was pot pie. It's like that. But what's? But I, a meat I don't pie? think they have. I don't think they necessarily have as much gravy as a pot pie. I think this is more of like a UK thing where it's more like a shepherd's pie where you'd have a little bit of vegetables and then you'd have like hunks of meat inside. Hmm. Okay. Because I was like, meat pie? I know what a pot pie, is that just another, like is it like soda and some people say pop? Is it like that? That's what I was thinking. Or, But it's actually think, just more meat, less veggies. Yes, I think it's less gravy. Less gravy. Because like, because like, where I grew up, like, we had pot pies. I know it's more of, like, in areas where you'd have, like, coal miners, mm -hmm. they would have meat pies that they would take because their wives could bake them and they could keep them warm while they were at work, and then they could eat them where it wasn't as messy. Oh, uh, so almost like eating it like a hot pocket or something instead of... Yeah, exactly. Yep, you'd eat it with your hands mostly instead of, like, because, like, pot pies are kind of tough So you wouldn't have to have a plate all... and all that to eat the, like... Yeah, you know, like exactly. Kind of... Got you. Okay, that makes sense. So the old school pot pie. I mean, not pot pie. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like a pot pie, but a hot pocket. <laughs> yes, the less good great or the less ver less good version of a pot pie. Yeah, I, just thinking about. It, I don't know if that sounds like somebody want to buy. Right. But twenty five cents is a breakfast. hard bargain to pass up. I don't know. That's true. Because I do like when they make those. And if anybody's familiar, they're selling these. They sell these in Texas. I know. I don't know about up there. These miniature pies of like different flavors, yeah, and they're about yep. that same size. But yep. I've I've had an apple version. Of, I've had different flavors of those kind of little pies. So those yep. are pretty good. I will say that anybody at home I wants was, to purchase one just to do a taste test, if you get the right, I will brand, agree with you. <laughs> yep, I used to eat those pretty regularly actually. Because I am not a big pecan pie fan, 
But boy, I like a small amount of one of those little pecan pies. I will eat yeah, that because uh, it's not too much. I don't like too much uh, of that. But that's fair. I I have I, I like pecan pie, but my problem with it is that like what you're saying, it's very sweet. Yeah. Where like I I have an, a great aunt that used to make it, where like I would actually have to like grit my teeth because of how sweet it was. Mm-hmm. So I completely understand what you mean. Yes, exactly. But yeah, but they but he sells them a dozen of these, and he's I guess he just injected. What? This is a question. Did did he inject it just in the top of the pie? Because there's a hole, uh, I th- but I think the hole is there th- already for the heat to come out. Yeah, because it's one of those things where they would cut like the uh, like a cross in the top of it. Yeah. So I think he injects it directly into that like cross thing, so it's so, actually down in the. So what are we talking about? We're talking about just bloody pus. What? What did he actually take out? Just that's what it was, right? Yeah, I think it's just uh, blood and whatever that he uh, took out of the dog. Yeah. Cause let's let's jump right into it. When they get back home and they start eating these pies, That's I don't so understand gross. why only like maybe two people are like, my pie tastes weird. <laughs> only two yeah. people say that. Everybody else, but I guess if you're eating rats, barbecue rats, maybe the palate has yeah. changed a bit. <laughs> yeah, because it's what it's Rolo and Horace just house theirs. I know Molly. Horace tastes eats it somebody and, else's too, doesn't he? Uh, yeah, I think Horace ends up eating Molly's because he's mad at her because she won't eat it, and he's just like, "All right, well, more for me." And he calls her yeah, fat she, or something. They're like what? She's I think pregnant. so. Yeah, you monster. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sorry. <about that. laughs> But I mean, not only that, but like, I'm really going to double down on, it is disgusting watching them eat this too. Like, I know the movie's doing it intentionally. Yeah, they're And it's kind of showing people. that they're already kind of gross people to begin with. But like, it was making me sick watching them just stuff their face with this. Yeah, that was, it was a little gratuitous. That they're just like, especially Horace and Rollo, especially, because they're literally just like, they've never ate. They're just, right. They're just nasty. Ew. Yeah, that's never fun to watch people eat on screen. No, no. <laughs> Except for uh, Ninja Turtles, the first Ninja Turtles movie made me want to eat pizza, though. I don't yeah, know why. Like, every time I'm watching that one, and even the or second, the second one, one. Like, Is the second one where everybody's eating pizza at the beginning? That's the second one, I think. Like, I just randomly, every, right. like, there's a prisoner handcuffed, and he's eating a slice of pizza. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. But yeah, but yeah, the way they're eating this is gross. But it, it's not too long after this where everybody starts feeling it, right? Yeah, that's actually my next note that I have is that they are, like, soon after they're not feeling well, and they're hot and sweaty, and it's actually kind of interesting here, because I believe, is it Horace that is, like, having, like, cramps, and, like, is really struggling at this point? I think it was Rollo, because I remember at one point, he's like... Oh, yeah. He's like, my stomach's cramping. He's like, it's the devil's cramps. Yeah. This, this feel the pain or something. You're right. You're right. It's Rolo that was complaining, and Horace is the one that's, like, scolding him about Oh, yeah. It. We didn't mention, uh, at that point, Andy Andy was there, and he kind of, like, pushes his to the side and leaves. Yeah, While they're, while they're yep. eating them. So he didn't eat one. Yep. And I think the only other one that I know for, well, I know some of the nameless guy that's in the group. I know he ate his, and I believe... Um, Carrie, who is the mute, she also ate hers. Yeah, yeah. So every, and I think Sue Lynn might have as well. Yeah, she ate hers too, but she okay. wasn't like woofing it down. I, I don't even know if she finished the whole one. I think she may have ate less. I don't think so either because this is where people start to go crazy. And she does a tarot card reading, and I know she pulls like the death card, but she still seems to be fairly normal at this point. The way it, the way it played, it felt like she ate like maybe half of one. Okay, and it felt yeah, like that, Molly ate that. like maybe half of hers maybe 
Or at least like a bite or two. Yeah, so they I feel like theirs is a little bit slower and Yep. And, but everybody else was woofing it down, so yep. their their reaction seems a lot more stronger and quicker. Because until later and on, two men's not really like showing a lot of effects. Right, and actually, I also put down here. I think this might be an interesting commentary here because I know rats are something that people talk about like having rabies and carrying diseases and stuff. So I'm almost wondering if this is kind of like correlating these people to like that type of creature as well. I didn't even think about that, but yeah, that that could be some some underlying context. Cause now they're diseased as well. Cause that that could be how people saw them. Cause I that's another thing yeah. we're talking about, man. The context. I know when you watch, that's why I like watching those older movies where they show you the movies where they remake the past and they show you how people really saw things. Yeah. And yeah, you learn a lot about how people saw things. So yeah, I can imagine them seeing, you know, a cook. I mean, a, a hippie commune or code, whatever you want to call it. Coming to your town is like rats coming to infest you. I can see how that's actually people yeah. Would have I think that you're onto something there, right? And then it like could spread like a disease, like that. I, I think that that's actually kind of an interesting like thing to look at there. Yeah, and they kind of correlated with the story the way they kind of do this too, honestly. Right. Because it, it all starts from them. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Well, the mastermind also, but yeah, we'll get back to him. Um. And then around here, I also have a note that I know Mildred goes out back out to Roger to tell him that the cult has attacked the grandfather and that they were the ones that attacked Sylvia. And Roger doesn't believe her and doesn't seem to want to help here is what I actually have down as a note. <laughs> Hold on. I, okay. I want to okay, I wanna comment on something here <laughs> that okay. I missed. I just looked at my notes and I don't know why I didn't. When... when uh, Pete is getting his uh, tools together to extract the rabies blood. Yep. Is that a Swedish-made penis pump? It looked like it, I, but I think it's a... Because <laughs> he pumps it a couple times. I'm like, wait a minute. That looks like the Austin Powers penis pump. Is that what that is? I think that is Is that like a comedic a... thing just to drop in there? I think it's supposed to be kind of funny what they're playing with. I actually think, though, that is a syringe that you would use on, like, bigger animals. Oh, really? Where it, you, don't, you don't have a needle on it, though. Oh. I think, that, cause I think that's what he ends up using to fill up with blood from the dog. Is it? I thought he used a needle. I think he I, mean, I think he puts a needle into it, but I oh, think no, no, he no, no, has, no, no. like... Not the little one. It's a giant. It's a big... Yeah, because like has. the one, the syringe that he uses to fill up with blood is giant. No, no, it's a that's like a, a syringe. I'm talking about the, it's it's it was a large when he first before he gets the needle, he picks up this large cylindrical thing with two pieces, and he starts pumping it, and he's doing like yeah, that, I, and then he picks up the syringe and he's like, then he gets the syringe. I'm, I'm talking also about that's sure a that other pump. one I'm is sure a I think pump. the other one is a giant syringe that doesn't have the uh, the plunger in it. Are you still. sure, bro? We're talking about I David Durston so. here, man. Are you sure? You're I'm not... pretty sure. <laughs> Are you sure? Only man? because I've worked sense. on a farm before. Okay, okay. Well, and you got I'm me. pretty sure that <laughs> You got me there. I, don't know. I haven't worked on the farm. <laughs> I'll actually you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, I think that's actually a um tool that they would use for inseminating large farm animals where you would put that on the end of a male and i think there's usually that you would put a bag at the other end i feel like whatever it is they're having some fun with it here because i don't know why he's oh yeah no i definitely it. think they're playing it for laughs, laughs what he's using because i mean but the my dog first that thought he's... was penis pump 
<laughs> that's fair. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I think it actually is a Wait, thing that you do for like a horse or like a cow or something. Yeah. An animal. So I think you're right thing. about what you're onto. Yeah. <laughs> what was it got to do with it, though? <laughs> oh, I, I think you're dead on. I think it's for like comedic value. <laughs> okay, so that was just hilarious to me. Okay, but anyways, let's get yeah. back to where we were here. Yeah, the husband, or I, I call him the husband, but he's just a boyfriend. Yep. He's really. I mean, she's telling him everything, and he just doesn't really care. I don't understand. Right. This is a really well, he's so worried about. Story. Well, he's so worried about keeping on schedule, and that he has to be there to like manage that the drill is being used properly. That he won't like. He's so like nearsighted about that. It's weird though that he wouldn't. Like this is like we're told this is a small town, and there's not yep. a lot of people. Most of the people are construction workers. And this girl was attacked. Wouldn't you just, hey, hey, did anybody leave the work site for a couple hours? I mean, just ask a question. That seems right. weird that you wouldn't just ask around, hey, do you guys remember anybody, you know, taking off around this time yesterday? You know, I'm sure somebody would be like, yeah, whoever, if they did, you know what I mean? Like, he doesn't even right. do that. So, so he really doesn't, they ain't really listening to her, honestly. Yeah, and I mean, he's so like, you're dead on there. It's like he's so convinced that – I forgot that originally the, she thought that one of his crew members attacked her. But then that's where she realized – like at some point she realizes that it wasn't and she's trying to go for his help. And he won't help her. He won't check to see if any of his men did anything. And then like you said, he, he also won't do anything after he learns that it's this cult. He doesn't believe that they're a satanic cult that's operating actually. Yeah, he's he's really laid back about this whole thing. Honestly. Yeah. He gets he gets more involved later, but here at the beginning, he's really kind of just letting everything ride. Agreed. And I mean, if he does more in the beginning, he might have been able to prevent some things. Yeah, we could have slow. I mean, honestly, I mean, it's not his fault entirely, but he kind of makes this a lot worse by what he's going to do here in a little bit. I will say though, it does feel fairly realistic, especially because he does seem like an arrogant type guy who, when his like lady comes to tell him something, he would kind of brush it off. It feels like as her being like hysterical. Yeah, not taking her seriously at all, for sure. Agreed. Yeah, he seems like that kind of character. But okay, um, let me see where we at now. Um, I believe the next thing that I have is that the cult members start to go crazy, and I have that Rolo kills Shelly and then chases after Andy. Oh yeah, so this is where we get back to that tarot card part. Yeah. Yeah, and then she just starts stabbing him. Yep. But yeah, everybody's like really like out of it at this point. Everybody's like, and they realize that the pies is this. But right before this, they kind of they do kind of realize that maybe they did it on purpose, right? That they yeah, they I made think you're right. I think purpose. that it's around this time where they think that that the pies must have been messed up because the people that didn't eat them aren't sick. Yeah, and then they're like, well, they really were trying to sell us these pies. They must have been spoiled or something. Right. So yeah. So yeah, they're starting to understand that too at this point. But then when um, who who sees him? Is it Andy that runs away? I believe so. I think I know Rolo chases after him into the woods because he wakes up. And I feel like he wakes up right as he's stabbing him or something. I when think you're right. Shelly, I think I mean. he watches. Yeah, when they kill Shelly and then he bolts, and that's what causes him to chase. Yeah, because he ends up running to go meet with Sylvia, right? Yep. Yeah, but um, yeah, that's. <laughs> This, this I think I think Rollo's my favorite character. Just I like I like his his uh rabies acting, <laughs> I guess. He looks crazy. <laughs> 
I say I do like him and uh, Horace. Yeah, they both those two are my, really are I think just, they really overset. They like super sell it. Like they, like go they all overact, in. but I think it's perfect for what they need. Yeah, they go all in on it though. Like they're not they're, they're for sure. Even though, like you say, it is a little over the top, but they go all in on the performance. So I'm I'm I was down for that. Because later he's gonna be like hitting a rabbit up against a tree or something. <laughs> I'm like, what's this guy doing? <laughs> and he just like start tearing it apart and start eating into it. Yeah, and like he's I mean, and Horace too. Like he does a lot of crazy stuff. We'll, we'll get does. to it here in a, in a minute, but <laughs> he does a lot of craziness. But okay. Let me see where are we at. Oh, um, you know what? That, you know, I was gonna, is, did he already? Is this when he's gonna send the construction workers, or this after this? Um, I believe we haven't. See, I have the next thing is that it's where the cult starts to turn on each other, where Rolo comes back, and then Horace leaves to attack the baker, but then that's where she flees back. And because I know the girl I left, right? The girl that ends up going with the construction worker, she already left too, right? Her and Molly. Yes, she. Yeah. That's right, because once um, Rolo returns and, like, Horace and him are, like, completely mad is when the girls all kind of separate and try to get away from them as well, because they all haven't seemed to gone completely crazy as of yet. Yeah, because I know that's when Midred's driving down the street and he, like, puts his hands on her car or whatever. And yeah, yep. She passes And then, the like, she the got out car. and, like, gets back into her car and freaks out. Yeah, like, what are you doing, lady? <laughs> she <laughs> right. does a lot of really weird stuff. Mildred. Yep. Like, I, I don't know what her deal is. But, uh, <laughs> but anyways, like, uh, he says the construction guys, right? Yes, but, that's where they encounter her on the road. But this, the, is, the this, female is my, cultist. this is my question. Yeah. Instead of doing that, why don't we call the cops? Why not just call the cops and let them get involved? I don't understand. Why, 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 why can't we can't call the cops? I don't understand. I, I'm almost wondering if there is there no place... Cop? Cops in that they town. might not have a phone at the oh, um, construction site. <laughs> you know, because I mean, there might not be phone service, or at least they must be trying to get back to the bakery. Well, no, where there's wait a, a minute. Phone. Oh. No, they have phone service. But I mean, does their does their um uh their construction I, I wrote a note like, oh, they got uh, rotary dial. Now, like, does the phone there, though, or do they have it at the bakery and the, like, grandfather's house? No, but I'm saying, like, he says, but why, why doesn't he just tell her to call the cops? Like, why are they sending construction workers? Well, that's what I'm saying, because they're at the construction site. I'm wondering if there's no phone there. Because that building, I think, Well, no, because he's for... talking to her throughout the movie at the construction site. Oh, right? yeah, he does talk to her. Yes, yeah, so I don't know why they don't call the cops there. I don't understand, like, why you... If you're so worried about this uh, dam or whatever y'all are building, yeah. why not just let the cops do it and then you can just keep all your guys there? Because <laughs> these guys seem like knuckleheads. I want to be honest. Well, that would explain it to me then is that they are knuckleheads and they think they can take care of it and just kind of take care of their own. I almost feel like the cops would take a while to get there too. So they might have called, but it takes so long to get out that way. That could be the other explanation. And that's why I wouldn't send these guys. I feel like these guys would be the kind of dudes that like, all right, let's stop and get a beer, and then... Yeah, no, I agree <laughs> with you take there. The long I would way, not send them. <laughs> the long way to get there and come back. <laughs> well, I mean, that kind of that is, is what right? happens <laughs> yeah, with when they go there. <laughs> Getting into that next scene here right now, actually. <laughs> yeah, because they end up coming up on that female cultist, and they decide to give her a ride back to the hotel. And, I mean, she flirts with them from the beginning. Well, I mean, she's, she's wearing, still... like, this super short dress shirt She definitely or something, is. And she's... 
kind of standing in the middle of the road, kind of not hiking her dress up, but it's kind of up a little bit. Well, yeah, I mean, she's definitely giving a show. I mean, she even flirts with the boy Pete at one point. Oh, yeah. But I mean, she it, licks the it's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's kind of funny what you're talking about because my next note that I actually have is these guys aren't taking it too seriously. No. Because <laughs> even when that guy gives him the gun, he was like, oh, is it that serious? Right. And I might need a gun. He was like, well, I don't know, but, you know, just in case. And that's a really, it looked like a wood, like an actual, like, wood handle, like a unfinished wood handle. <laughs> yeah, it did look a little bit like that. Like, he just made it there at the construction site, maybe, the handle. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't think I've ever seen, not, not in a while, a gun like that. Maybe in the country where my grandpa lives, I've seen yeah. a gun like that, but not regular life. <laughs> right. So, yeah. But anyways, they get the girl, um, and then where do they take her? Is this just another abandoned place? No, I think they go to the hotel that they were staying in. Oh, and that's where they end up finding like Shelly and realize well, wait, wait, that, that was, this is much that was more serious. Because remember, uh, when they when they pick her up, they drop the two guys go to the hotel, but the three guys and the girl get off at some other place. I don't know what this other place is, and that's when they have sex. Those three with the hotel. Remember, because it's the two guys, well, I, the two guys that actually go and find the dead body of uh, Shelly and all that. Yeah, I thought all of them went to the same spot, but I think some of them no, didn't they actually go in. Like three they of went them, around. Three of them got out. Right, but I think they went around like the other side because of like the ones go off with the girl and the two go inside the building. Oh, I thought they drove off and went somewhere else. So they kind of drive off. See, I didn't think they did. I thought they were still like around the area because I think I thought they had parked and cuz I know she said she won't go inside. Oh, okay, you're right. I think you're all right. I think that's... So maybe you're, right, maybe you're right, though, is I, I don't know else. where they go. They went, they, definitely... they went on the side of the building, the people. Okay. So maybe you're right. Maybe when they were inside, they went to the side of the building with the girl, maybe. But I, for some reason, I thought it was a completely different place. I don't know why. Huh. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's random. Well, this part is where it kind of gets a little bit, like, weird, because, like... I think from this moment on, the movie becomes like breakneck speed where you kind of jump in between like all these different stories that you kind of have like broken off. And I don't think they necessarily do a great job at keeping you completely up with where everybody ends up going off to. Yeah, because it, it really is kind of, it felt almost like a TV show from today, but just not done as well. <laughs> How we're like <laughs> yeah. jumping back and forth between stories. Yeah. But yeah, but it was, it was weird for a regular movie to be kind of like doing it so much. But there's so many characters, and they don't die right away. They all kind of die here closer to the end, so. That's true. But we still got to keep up with everybody. <laughs> yeah. But you're right. People do kind of, like, just disappear for, you know, several minutes, and then we come back to them. But this is not um, a big place, so it's weird that everybody's just having their own little adventure and not running into each other. That's true. <laughs> that's true. But, okay, uh, let's see where we're at right now. Um, I have here is where, like, the guys that go in, as we were saying, and they, like, find the dead body of Shelly, and then they get attacked when they go up to the attic. Oh, my Horace. That's where, like, they, um, get the noose around the one guy's neck and then attack the other yeah, one. It was, yeah, Horace gets him. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So, yeah, yeah, because, yeah, and in this moment, the guy says what I said. The one guy, like, the redhead guy is like, okay, man, let's check this out. And he's like, wait a minute, man, there's a dead body. Let's just call the cops and get out of here. Yeah, right. that's that's the right answer. You you don't need to investigate. Call the cops and get out of here. There's a dead body with a cut off leg. What are you doing? 
I don't understand but, like, what you're gonna find. Or like, what are you gonna do? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, what? What is? That's not your. You're a construction worker guy. You didn't even bring like any anything but that gun. That's all you got. And not only that, but you're so much. You guys were all interested much more in this like girl and everything. Like, like where's your backup? You your backups. Down. You don't even know where they are. <laughs> right. So I don't know, man. Yeah, I would have. I agree with that guy. Which I'm sure he was pissed off. You think there was like a freeze frame in his head, like after his friend got hung, and he's like, "Man, I told you. I knew it. I knew it." <laughs> I should have just left and screwed this guy, but then he's dead. Right. <laughs> That's crazy, man. But okay, bro. Yeah, they're they're both dead by Horace. And it was kind of weird. That's what I was saying before, man, that they're still able to do stuff. Like, he's kind of hiding, and he, like, drops the rope and, like, just grabs that dude by the neck and then jumps back down, and that's how he kind of hangs him. Mm-hmm. Like, with that leverage or whatever. But it's weird yep. that you're infected, but you can still handle weapons and handle make plans and stuff that makes it scarier <laughs> than a regular yeah it, it really does because like yeah they're crazy but it does seem like they still have like uh the ability to think yeah that's worse because <laughs> right. yeah but this because the way he does it i'm like he just because i don't know if he's up on the on the side of the roof or something because he kind of like just on a beam that's kind of up there or something or that's what I'm wondering. I would assume it's probably something along those lines where he was at least high enough up where he could get the leverage. Yeah, because when he jumps down, that's what hangs him. So, yeah, it's that, that leverage of him jumping down. I, I don't know. Yep. Didn't the other guy just get impaled, I think? Uh, I think so, yeah. I feel like he just impaled him. Because I remember his guts, like, coming out or something. Yeah. Like, I liked it, but I was like, yeah, those those ones didn't look It looked kind of like pudding. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Like, squeeze the chocolate pudding cup out. <laughs> yeah. Yep. No, well, well, they're dead. These guys are dead. Not the best effects here, guys. We're, we're doing what we can. But <laughs> but they cut quick. They do, they do good at trying to cut cut out of stuff really quickly. I, I agree with you yeah. where it kind of you can't linger on it too much where you can critique it too much. Yeah, they just give you an impact and a little bit of uh, pudding and then cut out of there. Right. But Horace, <laughs> Horace, I think he feel like he killed the most people out of everybody, honestly. Can't I would think. say so. Because he's, he's killing some people, I believe. We'll, we'll, I agree. We'll, we'll come back to him in a minute, I know. Yep. But, uh, okay, so where do you want to go next? You want to go with Andy and Sylvia? Or do you want to um, stay with yes. our lady going to visit the rest of the construction workers? Um, I will say that because I mean, my next note that I really just had is that I know Sylvia and Andy go out to the oh, barn hold on, hold on, to. Hold on. So wait a minute. So did the other dudes just come back and leave them? I think so. Well, I think they started they, hearing they them scream the and then just left. They do get in the truck, yeah. don't they? Oh, that's cold blooded. They didn't even check yeah. them. They just jumped. Yep. Because that girl's like, uh, did they say something like, I'm sure our friends will like you or something? I don't know. I think they said something like that. They might have also been hearing screaming where I don't know if I would have went in to check on them. That's random. They, they just left one, though. <laughs> yeah. That sucks. Okay. Well, they're, they got, they're relaxed already, too, so they're really not looking right. to have a confrontation at that point, I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, anyways, let's go back to where you were at, bro. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I just had a, like, small note is that, like, Sylvia and Andy end up going out to the barn where they go up to the, like, hayloft to kind of fool around, and then Pete comes out to check on them, and this is where he reveals to them what he did, which, I mean, 
I don't necessarily know if he needed to, and I mean, we already knew what he did, but now Andy knows, and he also explains that he did not eat the meat pie, so he is fine. Yeah, I mean, that's, it's like, I gave him, I gave, uh, injected with rabies, it was like. Well, right. Yeah, and you know what I think is weird? That, yeah, that, I guess the rape would be weird, because why would she still talk to this guy if she got raped? That seems weird. Right. But even I mean, that she got beat up, that seems weird. I guess she understands he wasn't involved in it, I guess. Or... I guess. So, I mean, I can... It doesn't ruin the movie, but, I mean, it does make me question the motivations. I mean, it's possible that she would be this way, but, I mean, I think most of the time she wouldn't. Is it just, like, the dumb young girl trope that she wants Could a bad be. guy? It's not good but that she really did like that guy, so she's going to believe that he wasn't involved? Because I think at, at, right before this point, he's, like, hanging out at her window or something, and her parents... Well, not her parents, but uh, the grandpa. And yeah, they go to check the door or whatever. Yeah, and somebody she's like knocked. handing him food and stuff out the out the window and stuff. Yep. Before he goes to the barn. Yep. So like, yeah. So she's still with him. She doesn't. <laughs> she's not phased by what happened, I guess, or she doesn't care. That's true. But yeah, I guess I guess they were gonna make out or something. What are they doing? Yeah, I think they were gonna. I mean, they were getting pretty hot and heavy up there. Yeah, I feel like they were just in there making out. So <laughs> he's really not into this. He's not really phased by what's happening I guess I mean he is but at the same time he's kind of like uh I'm just gonna hang out over here with you guys how about that right like I almost <laughs> I almost died but you know what I'm gonna do this first yeah I'm just gonna hang out over here and get try to get a little something just in case just in case they do come and kill me let me try to get one last moment <laughs> exactly but anyways um yeah so Pete tells him this and then uh do they tell the dad right away I mean the grandpa See, I'm I, I think they go to look for him, and yeah, I know it's around this time they do reveal to the grandfather what had happened and what is happening to these people. Yeah, because that's when the other when the uh, that's when they're talking about um, what do they say? Well, I guess we got to jump over to uh, what's her name? Carrie? Is that her name? Who was the chick? Um, the chick that went with the construction workers. Uh, she doesn't have a name actually. Oh, no name she for her? Okay. is. Yeah, she's literally listed as female cult member, but yeah, she ends up going back to their like bunkhouse or whatever. Yeah. And they end up having a wild orgy with her where they're taking their turns with her. But it's kind of interesting here is that she freaks out and runs into the shower and the one guy who she ends up biting chases her in there and is pretty rough with her while she's in there and he even turns the water on to her. Oh, you know what? And uh, we also got to mention cuz I feel like at this point is where we get that exposition scene. Yeah, it's over the, so it over must the have been. They must have found the grandfather, and that's where he goes into it, and then it cuts over to this. Yeah, because then, because because while he's explaining yep. rabies, he's like from any physical contact, and then we're seeing like that they're having sex with her, all the guys. Yep. And so I'm saying, so I guess they got it from the sex. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know how that would necessarily work completely, but I mean, yeah. It, I guess I could see that there's some sort of bodily fluids being exchanged, where that's where they're getting infected. Okay, that's what I was thinking. Happened. Right. Because she only bit one of them, so I'm guessing she didn't bite all of them. So I'm guessing it was right. just from that. Okay. Okay. So, um, but yeah, he's explaining uh, all this stuff, and then we see like horror. That's when we see. Um, Rollo's out there like with the rabbit like tearing apart. We're saying like yep. as he's explaining and I think he explains that they're scared of water at this moment too, right? Yes, yep. But he kind of breaks down everything and they're showing us why he's why he's describing it to it's Roger he's telling this to, right? 
Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, while he's telling it to him, we're seeing all the stuff he's saying playing out with the characters in the movie, pretty much. Yep. So then, yeah, so then we get that crazy scene where she freaks out after having sex with all the guys and bites the guy and then runs to the bathroom and... What what does he do to her? Does he kill her? What does he? I mean, what not kill uh, her? But I, what does he do to her? I think he starts smacking her around and then tries to like, like have his way with her. And I believe he also turns the water on her as well. Yes, because he starts freaking out. Yeah, because yeah. And you know what? I didn't when it happens in the movie. I I wasn't paying attention that the guy had just said that. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't understand why she was freaking out because of the water at that point. Fair. But enough. it makes sense. A lot more sense later. <laughs> But okay, anyways, so now, now where are we at now? I believe this ends up shifting to like the next morning where the next one I have is Molly and Carrie, who is the mute. They end up happening upon a lady who is like making food and everything and she takes them in and while she's making them sandwiches... Uh, Carrie decides that she really likes this electric knife and actually cuts off the hand of this lady that is helping. Them. That's kind of a this is a funny scene because she's. I knew something was about to happen because she's. Yeah. We're we're close up on her cutting this some kind of roast or ham or something. I don't know what it is. Yeah. But she's slowly cutting it slice by slice. And I'm like, oh, somebody's right. about to get <laughs> somebody's about to get something, and uh, you can see it in her face, the girl's face, that she's kind of losing touch with reality or something. Yep. And then she just grabs it. And then, uh, oh, um, do you know that this is actually Horace's uh, electric <laughs> knife? <laughs> Did you really? know that? It belonged to no. that character in real life. He just brought it to set. <laughs> Did not know that. That was another was actually... effect that I saw that I thought I would bring up at this moment. <laughs> I, I actually think, I was actually thinking about this, like, as we started talking about this. The concept of the electric knife is so weird to me. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's also interesting that this belonged to a character in the movie. Yeah, right. I mean, to happens. the real person. Is it? What's the? Is it just for older people that can't use enough, have enough strength or arthritis or something to grip a knife to cut it, or like, what? What was the reason we created an electric carbon knife? I mean, I guess it's easier. It's easier for carving just because, I mean, it does all the work for you. So, I mean, I don't necessarily know if it's, like, only people that had it were weak or if it was just kind of, like, a status thing. Like, oh, I can cut this, you know, turkey or I can cut this ham without putting too much effort. Even though every time I've ever done it with a knife, I've not had that much difficulty. As long as the meat was cooked right, I've never had any issues cutting it. Exactly. The, the regular way, but I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know, but, but I, I was just thinking, like, maybe it was for some purpose. But status seems like a bigger purpose than anything. <laughs> oh, that's that's what I've always kind of taken it as. To have the electric version of something back then was probably, just to think of context, it was probably like having a tablet or something when that, when that oh, craze yeah, became sure. big. Not now, because right. now having a tablet is like, like having anything. But like, <laughs> I'm talking about like maybe early, whenever tablets first became a thing. Like right. just getting one, just because everybody had one. Just to say you have one. Exactly. That's that's another thing, man, with the context of things, like, I don't even know, like, how popular that was at that time, electric carbon. I don't even know. I don't either. Like, I don't know if I've ever met anybody who had one, or if they did, they've never, like, showed that they had one. Oh, my so. God. Do you think that, have you, okay, let me ask you this question. And anybody at home, listen, if you ever seen this movie, have you ever seen Idle Hands? Yeah. 
You think they saw this movie and, and said, you know what? Because there's an electric carbon knife scene in that movie. That's true. But that movie's and about also, a hand being severed off. So I yeah. wonder, I don't know. You never know what, what you can take from a movie and say, hey, that could be this. It's an interesting one to bring up because he is super lazy, so that would go in line with, like, he <laughs> can't even put the effort forward to actually <laughs> use a real knife. He has to use an electric knife because of how lazy Anton is. Oh, my God. I just remember Seth Green, like, I'm Leatherface, and he's got the... <laughs> yeah, yep, and it unplugs itself. I know, that's <laughs> hilarious. That's how... Oh, my God. I, I, I hate to get off topic, sorry. Because in, in the Grindhouse uh, thing they did, uh, there's a scene like that where I don't know the character. Oh, the Thanksgiving name. one, isn't it? No, no. Well, maybe in that one too, but it's in the uh, oh. ter- Planet Terror, and the guy becomes a whatever they become zombie or whatever, and yeah. he's got an electric knife in the hospital and it's, or a saw or something. It's a small yeah. one. As soon as he walks past the plug, it just turns off, and he's like looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> so like that's always a comedic moment when that happens. To him. When you get it's technology. actually very similar to um, Land of the Dead where. The uh, Big Daddy is pulling the um, electric, uh, like the drill you'd cut like concrete for, oh, for like yeah. on, on roads and stuff, and it unplugs and he kind of looks at it and he's confused. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like to have a little moment. But yep. I like how they do this shot though. Because yeah. like you see her reach for the knife and then you, you don't really see her cut her. Well, not only that, but I like how that um, Carrie actually turns it on a couple times or, like, at least presses the button to make it, like, start mm-hmm. and then, like, does it a couple times where the old lady, like, goes into a panic because she looks at the knife and then looks at the woman. Yeah, she kind of reacts, yeah. Right. And then, then you just see, like, the door and then, like, I like this is the shot I like. The, I don't know why I like the shot so much. But, like, you just see her, like, it wasn't slow-mo, was it, or was it? I don't think so. It felt slow-mo. I don't know. Like, she kind of runs out the door with her arm and it's just missing yeah. the hand, and she's like, ah, and just falls down. That was a, and they yeah. run out. That was kind of a cool shot. I like that. that. But I like how they cut away quickly there. Yeah, it was so that really way, cool. like, You don't even see it. It's like happening. You, but, but you get the cues by you seeing the face, hearing the sound, see the lady's face. Yeah. Like, all the all you, that's all you need. All the information you need is there. You know what happened. But it's just cool that they were, I think it's cool how they did that, though. Yeah, I think so, too. And, I mean, it also helps because, like, I tend to critique when, like, you have a wound that I know should just be spurting blood everywhere. So by cutting away that fast, like, you're not giving me enough time to, like, harp on, like, well, I mean, that should be a geyser of blood right there. Yeah, it just happens so quick, and then you're, like, just reacting to that moment real quick. So Right. Yeah, that's 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 why I think they were really good about how they edited the movie, kind of. Yeah. To kind of get away with not having the best uh, effects. Agreed. Because there's some moments where you see things and you, but they never linger too long, which is which is a good right. good editing thing to do. Right. But okay, let's keep going. Um, and then next thing that I have down is that Horace ends up on a farm of some sort that has a has a boa constrictor inside of a cage, and he opens it up to start playing with it and. I did think it's funny that the owner comes out and starts yelling at him, and then he ends up having a scene where he chases after him. And I don't know if you found the trivia about this scene, but uh, yeah, I, I <laughs> that I thought was absolutely hilarious. Yeah, because I didn't, I saw it after the fact, so it was even funnier because I right. thought it was part of the movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So, and this snake, and also, man, this is a snake. Is it only one snake on this so-called snake farm? I think so. Because <laughs> I only saw one cage snake. 
I was like, I think it's only that one. Shouldn't it be? And it's twenty five cents just to see this one. <laughs> okay. Just to see this snake. I yes. thought because I was like, shouldn't there be several cages, several snakes? <laughs> you would think. But anyways, so this guy's like, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> He's playing yep. with the snake, and he gets. He gets choked out. His teeth, his dentures just fall out. While he's getting just choked fall out. right out of his mouth. <laughs> you couldn't have planned that more perfect, though, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> so for that to be just something that happened just in the moment was pretty. I'm sure that they were like, oh, we got it on film. That's perfect. <laughs> right, right. It's one of those happy accidents. I'm glad he didn't really react to it. He just kind of stayed in character, stayed in the moment. Right. He didn't like, like oh, my teeth. He didn't like react at all. He just kind of choked out. <laughs> but, yeah, that was that was a pretty good moment. So Horace yep. is taking people out. He's he's really taking people out here. He's wreaking havoc all over this like countryside. So then we get back to um, we got back to Roger trying to investigate what's up with the construction workers now, right? Yes, I think this is where like, they come the out of together. Who's the, yeah, who's they the come third out of that guy? Building. Isn't there a third guy? Huh? Uh, who's the guy that comes in? That's the doctor. Uh, that's actually the uh, director. Is playing that character. He's oh, the actual yeah. doctor. Oh yeah, that guy. Yes. Yep. Cause then, yeah, cause the the dot or the old, the grandfather is the vet, and then that's the actual doctor. And P.S. Uh, guys, this guy looks like he's a pervert. I think he's really yeah. into some dark, some some dirty stuff. He could be. I'm just saying. <laughs> I think he's into. I think he's really into it, man. That's all I'm saying. He's yep. into it. <laughs> Whatever it is, I think he's into it. Okay. So anyways, yeah, this is a funny scene. Not funny, but kind of a cool scene. Because, yeah. like, they go... Do they go to the construction lodge thing or whatever? Yeah, they show up to the lodge, and this is where, like, all the workers come out. And you can tell they all have rabies. I mean, some of them are, like, foaming at the mouth, what I think was a great kind of touch. And then I put here that we have an outbreak, and then they get chased away from this lodge. Because one guy just runs out, right, with a... Yeah. Like a machete looking knife or something. Yeah, somebody has like a weird him. looking machete. Yeah, it's like a longer than usual machete almost. Yeah. <laughs> but he's running like swinging and they just shoot him. Yeah. And then like all the rest of the guys start coming. It's a ton of these guys. And that's when I was like, she had sex with all of those guys? Oh my God. That's a lot I'm almost of wondering though if she only had sex with a couple of them. And then they start fighting then, each other or something? Yeah, like they start turning and then they start attacking each other. And, you know, it kind of ends up where everybody gets infected in the end. Yeah, I don't even know, man. It's it's really no telling because they don't show us. They just kind of... That's true. Like, they cut away from You see her that. with three guys, and then you see her with maybe two other guys. Maybe? Yeah. Maybe. But I don't know for sure. But but there was right. more than five zombie construction workers, or rabies-infected construction workers. But I think I it's funny. This I don't want to undercut you. You're about to say something, bro. You no, you're fine. I was, I was just gonna say like, uh, just a quick thing is we also get around this time a heartbreaking scene where we see that she's dead. So like they literally killed her after everything and just kind of tossed her down like a small ravine. Yeah, that's kind of sorry. <laughs> right. so. But she's gonna die anyways, I guess. <laughs> yeah, true. But uh, well yeah, I was gonna say uh, I think it's funny with this construction thing because he can't. He's thinking to start shooting, but he's like, you don't have enough bullets. <laughs> you can't. Yeah. So they start running, and they run to this, like, water ravine thing or something. Yeah. Yep. And this is another one of those moments where I didn't realize that that was true about the water. And they're just splashing water on them, and they're yeah. scared to jump, scared to follow them. <laughs> well, not like that, but I think it's funny that it's like if you're at the beach or, like, you're in a pool, and, like, your friend is not in the water with you, and you're just like... Like horseplay almost. That's what like it looks like. Wa- it looks yeah. exactly <laughs> like that. Like you're just like, 
come get me, come get me. He just flashed in the water. I'm like, yep. okay. And they're just really like, oh, no, like they're really getting hit or something. Like they're scared. Right. And this is kind of how they how they get away, right? They just kind of run across the water, kind of? Yes, yep. So, like, they can't follow them into the water. But that that's a... I don't know. I'm, I may have to look up some actual, like, research footage to see this. To see if, like, this is what I, I want to like, see, happen. yeah, because it feels weird that you'd be afraid of water. But I know it's... they It's a scientific fact. I just don't... I want to see it, because it just seems right. weird. I don't know. I don't know. I just can't imagine. I wonder how much of this movie, because like I said, they're able to do stuff. And well, I think we talked about it earlier. Can you really do all these things? Or is your well, mind... Like, I've always been under things? the assumption that like, if like a human gets rabies, that you just get like a fever and everything like that. I, I know you had said like that. bedridden or something, right? Right. That's what I'd always been under the assumption. But I know you did say that like some people, I mean, not necessarily as crazy as we have here, but that some people seem to go delirious where they do act crazy. So yeah, I mean, over, if it's like for too long or something like that, they, they right. it, it would affect and you. I don't know. I know that people, when they get it, don't last long either. Like it's something that like, if you don't catch it like early on yeah. and once it like starts to set in, like you're pretty much done for. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Excuse me. Yeah, it's pos- it's it's a real thing that that can happen. Like I said, we just don't know the extent. Like this movie right. takes it to a pretty extreme, so I don't know if it's that extent where you'll turn right. on the town and be trying to kill everybody. I assume that maybe some people would, but some people would just be in their bedroom, super right. sick. I would imagine. <laughs> so yeah, but okay, yeah. Um, who else? Do we go back? Where's would we go back to Andy and Silver right now? Um, I have the next one is. I think Andy and Sylvia end up meeting up with... No, no, that's not yet. Oh, is, is the next one I have is, is Molly, where she meets up with Rolo and ends up killing her baby by staking herself. Oh, yeah, because she knows she's going to Oh, because they encounter Sylvia and Andy, actually, now that I think about it. Yeah. Like, they run into each other. Yeah, they're trying to escape. Right. Yeah, and then yeah, cause they're trying to get to Mildred's uh, bakery, right? Right, and that's where they relay to Molly about that the pies were infected, and then she stabs herself and kills her baby. Yeah, because I remember she's like, well, I got to get to a hospital, and they're like, I think they said, like, it's right. too far or something. So, yeah, right. she just decides, like, I'm just going to take it into my own hands and just commit suicide, pretty much. That's a that's a hard way to go. Yeah, I sure. almost feel like that I couldn't do that. <laughs> I feel like I'd have to, like, put it in the ground and like fall on it I don't feel like I could make myself with enough force stab myself in the stomach <laughs> I, that's, I feel that's like I would awesome. do it and I'd be like oh no I just poke <laughs> myself right. a little oh, no, I don't know about that <laughs> you'd have to like fall on it so it could just happen I don't know if I could do that <laughs> right <laughs> you know but um yeah they they're trying to get I'm trying to get back to Mildred because they're trying to get to Mildred right but she's yes, like yep. being chased by uh Sue Lynn right isn't she like outside or something yeah, well, because I know Mildred end up um, with Ro- like Roger told her to barricade herself in her bakery. I know she's been hiding in there, but you're right. Is like Sue Lynn has been outside, like watching her and like almost stalking, trying to find a way in. And I know like it ends up like her glass gets broken and stuff at some point as well. You know what I thought was really weird about this scene? What's the that? ladies out there, like almost doing like some kind of like ritualistic movements or something well not that her. but like yeah she's like doing she's got a knife she pulls out a knife 
Well, I don't know if they're playing on the fact that she's Asian and that she's doing like some sort of like real like ritualistic dance like there. Or but something? like, but I know I actually have like around this time is where she like pours the gasoline around herself. Oh no and no! Almost this was, see- I'm talking about before that because remember. Before well, that's that, what I'm like, saying though is like Roger that's comes. what leads into her doing all that stuff where she's acting all weird. No, I'm talking about cause before Roger comes, she's like standing there like looking at the at Mildred, and then when Roger. That's what comes, I'm saying though is like yeah, she's outside doing all that weird stuff and like moving around, and then like that's the next progression that she does as she kind of keeps going crazy. Oh no, but what I what I was saying was like when Richard when uh, Roger comes, like okay, this lady was just doing all that and he just ignores it. He does. They don't even address that she was doing that they just like he just closes the door and just lets her go about her business or something because she just kind of walks off to the side but she's still there just like on the side of the house like rogers just because her him and mildred are having a conversation but like wouldn't you want to address this lady why, why won't you go shoot her or something like i don't understand like I think it's they just the left her alone things <laughs> you with the story yeah <laughs> they left her alone and they're like she's still there and that's when she's like on the side of the house when she sees that gasoline but I was like, I think she was about to burn the house down, wasn't she? At first, because at first that's she what I thought she was gonna do. But it was also kind of weird is that she ends up pouring it around herself, and it almost looks like they are mimicking that like protester in India that set himself on fire. Yeah, it did. It did feel like they were pulling from that. It really did. Was that around the same time? I'm assuming so. Cause yeah, it, Cause when, think- when she does it, cause I feel like. And again, she's a really weird person in this cult because I don't know, you don't know anybody's background really. But she's, where? How did she join this cult? <laughs> I don't know. She's. Well, I mean, the weird thing with her too is that like she, I mean, she goes crazy, but I mean, she doesn't ever seem to go like as wild as like Horace or Rolo. So I'm wondering if it's because she didn't eat as much. Yeah, I was like, that's what I'm wondering. Did she didn't eat as much? Is what it seems. But is it? Are they playing to like that? She's got more control over her mind or something because even earlier in the movie she's like i have no fear i have no pain so i'm like is she like more in control of it or more in tune with satan i don't know to where she can fight it longer that's a good she has the least amount of symptoms probably anybody until the very very end right because rollo's like a wild animal at that point and she's just barely starting to lose it and so is Horace. Like, they both have just, like, completely lost it. Yeah, they both completely regressed, and she's just, like, just starting to feel, like, out of her mind. Because <laughs> right. it feels like she's, it almost feels like she's killing herself before it gets worse more than, huh? to me anyways. It felt like before, it, she didn't want him to kill her, I think, but she didn't want to be, like, completely out of control, maybe, before she got to the well, point I mean, that's actually... That's in line with Molly as well, so I mean, I could see that. Yeah, so she just like, screw it, and she did the fire. <laughs> right. And I like the sound effect at that point. It's like a weird sound effect they play. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a cool sound effect, though. But yeah, it happens at this moment. But, um, and then, uh, what, does he chase them? Uh, Rollo chases them, because they, they try to, does he try to run away? What happens at this point? I got lost for a second. Um, is he the one that busts in the window when um, Andy and Sylvia and Pete end up going inside the, like, bakery? Um, I don't know if it's him or if it's the construction workers, because they come at some point. And I also feel like Horace also shows up here. Oh, that's what it is, because after she dies, Horace comes. 
Okay. And then Horace and uh, Rollo have a, a fight, right? Oh, right. They have like a duel. Yeah, and that's when that's when they're trying to get inside with uh, right Mildred before the construction workers are chasing them, weren't they? Uh, yeah, they yeah they also show up around this time as well. Yeah, because I remember uh, Andy's about to get it <laughs> here in a minute. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, because while they're trying to run from the construction workers, I guess he's gonna try to do something, and then he gets his head. He gets decapitated. He gets decapitated. <laughs> and I actually also have a note that we kind of I don't know where it kind of fit in, but we also got to see that Grandpa is also dead with a pitchfork oh, in his neck yes. holding him up. I feel like that's before they left the house, right? When Andy and I think so. left, it was. Because they saw the grandpa was dead? Yeah, I think they he, end up going back out him, to the Did barn. What's that? Who killed him? Did he kill himself or did somebody else kill him? I'm going to put my money on either Rolo or Horace probably did it because they're the only ones that are like that mad. Yeah, they're probably. It's like off screen because we don't see who did it. So it probably could have been right. Rolo. Because I feel like he was out in the woods. Well, Horace was too. Yeah, it could have been any other one of them. We don't know. <laughs> right. But yeah, he's got a pitchfork through his throat. It looked like a Jason kill, honestly. It did actually. <laughs> like that would be something, especially in the barn. In those early Jason yep. movies, we spent a lot of time in barns. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, it felt like that kind of. But yeah, you're right. I, f- I forgot about that. But yeah, you're right. Okay, so now we're in uh, Mildred's bakery with the construction workers trying to get in. Yeah, cause I, I, from what I remember here is where like they go back down to the basement where like she had been hiding. But then, like, the construction workers pretty much come in almost, like, immediately. Yeah, one of them and runs down there, and she, like, blasts them right away with the shotgun. She does. She shoots that one right in the <laughs> Right in the head. And then they get it. Then they're trying to, but I don't see her grab any ammo, any extra ammo or nothing. I don't think so either. Because I feel like this is when they're trying to run to the car, and this is, like, when everybody else <laughs> runs to the car, but then she runs, like, toward the people or something. Yeah, she gets, like, somebody gets in between her, but I don't really understand, like, how that happens. But I feel but like... This is where she... <laughs> then she, instead of running toward the car, she runs away from the car or something. Yeah, and then she grabs, like, the hose and starts, like, spraying people. And somebody grabs... She has the gun, and I don't know who grabs it. One of them dudes just grabs the gun, like, right away You're from right. her. I'm yep. like, okay, you and your... And your homeboy, the doctor, y'all need to work on your gun safety. Can't right. let people grab your gun. <laughs> But yeah, she grabs it, and that's when yeah, she, when she gets the water hose. <laughs> yep. And it's got the the spray nozzle on it, the gun, the car wash gun nozzle almost. Yep. Without the long hose, and she just starts spraying them like it's summer. It's summer yep. when I was a kid in the nineties, and we just Same sprayed here. we just sprayed my dad with the with the uh, with a water gun, so he gets the water hose, and he just he lets <laughs> us have it. <laughs> that's what it felt like. <laughs> But then, like, when, when she runs, she finally gets in the car, but, like, everybody's, like, shaking the car, right? Like, they, like, flip the car over or something? Yeah, like, we don't get to see it, but we end up seeing here in a couple seconds that, yeah, the car is completely flipped over. But they're, they completely, like, all the construction workers and all of them completely surround the car, and they're yep. kind of pushing it, and so I guess they flipped it. Because I think we yep. cut back to the the Rollo uh, horse fight at this point, right? I think you're right. I think we cut back to that until that one ends. Yeah, so they're having their fight. I like it's. I mean, it's a back and forth fight, but I like how it ends. How, you know, somehow he gets behind Horace, and then he just yep. like and gets the the sword or whatever, and just I guess it went. He was looking at his. his focused in on his back. Did it go yeah. through his back up through his mouth, or was uh, it just yeah. through the back of his head through his mouth? 
I, I think it's through his back. I think he, yeah, definitely, like, impales him and goes, like, through the back and up through, ooh, like, his yeah, it was, like, mouth. it was like, ooh. I saw that. I was like, oh, man, that's a horrible way to... <laughs> That'd be yeah. a bad way to go. Yeah, just up through the throat, ooh, through the back and all that stuff, ooh. But, yeah, he's out of there. <laughs> yep. Now, wait a minute. How does how does Rollo get it? I forgot how he gets it. I don't remember either. I'm drawing a blank on that one. Does he get shot? I don't even remember. Does he get killed when our cavalry shows up here? Oh, maybe. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, this is another weird part here. So, yes. the car has been flipped over, and all these yep. guys... This this editing of probably about 10 seconds of footage that gets chopped up and edited. And yeah. <laughs> we have a scene where somebody loads one gun, and somebody loads another gun, and they shoot those guns and then they cut this little clip and just replay it over and over again for about a minute <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's supposed to be all these guys just having a shootout but it's just the same two guns being reloaded the same footage I, 100% is the same footage of the same gun oh, yeah. being loaded <laughs> just repeated over and over <laughs> it's too long though they should have <laughs> showed the people just shooting longer maybe not the reloading scene <laughs> Well, not like that, but I also feel like this is like a not the most satisfying conclusion to everything that we got here. And the fact that nobody else gets shot in the car, I guess it's because back then cars were really made of steel. Oh, uh, that's a good point, I guess. But <laughs> but no, nobody in the car gets shot with this, all this gunfire. Just nobody's really, and they're all this. I like when Roger walks up and this one old guy is just kind of leaning, like he's relaxing, just shooting. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I'm like, are they aiming? Are they? They're not aiming. They're just firing wildly. How are they not killing anybody in this car? <laughs> Nobody in the car got shot. What? What's that? Roger walks over to the car and there's all these dead bodies and nobody has any damage. What? <laughs> yeah, I don't understand how like nobody's that, uh... even cut. They just get out clean from a flipped over car and it just got held with at least a thousand bullets. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, no, it was, uh, I don't mind how they kind of do this stuff, but yeah, I'm with you. It's like, how is, like, um, like, Sylvia and Pete getting out of this car with, like, no damage, really? Or, like, how, like, Mildred is fine? Like, it, uh, yeah. <laughs> I just love that the old guys, after just, and the way, he, she's not even really shooting, he's just, like, got the gun kind of down, he's just kind of relaxedly shooting. So he's, right. he's almost like just another day where we you know we kill about a dozen people every day. It's nothing. It's just a normal. <laughs> this thing This would be for them, a big you know? deal that you just had this big. They, he's just relaxed. It's like oh, it's nothing. I, I'll shoot ten people before breakfast. It's nothing. <laughs> I mean, I guess we don't know what these country folk are doing. You know, we really do. I whole, guess it's their own it, little world out there. <laughs> it's a whole other place. <laughs> I would never want to break down in this kind of town. I say that. I just drive no, straight. No, not through. at all. <laughs> Not even stop at the store, just straight through. <laughs> but um, after this, did we get that weird ending? Is that it? Or did something? I else believe so. Yeah, story? that's like the yeah. Is this where they like workers have like killed a goat as well? Oh yeah, or did they dragging a goat around. What was that? Yeah. What was that part? I don't remember too much, but I was just like, this is kind of interesting. That I had that's... that note about the goat, and I remember we talked about it earlier. But yeah, they're just dragging a dead goat around. I don't know why. Well, 
Well, the thing is, I actually was wondering if this is supposed to be, like, a little bit deeper meaning, because, like, this cult was supposed to be worshipping Satan, and I know Satan is associated with a goat, and I mean, it's kind of like these people are being possessed as well, in, like, in, like, roundabout type of way, so I didn't know if that's what they were trying to allude to with that. Yeah, possibly. I'm not sure. Yeah, because it was, it was random. (laughs) So it could have been, it could have not been random, and it could have been actually trying to, trying to add to that kind of story so. right it's no possible. it's definitely random though yeah but yeah i do remember that scene 100 <laughs> percent. some things when the construction workers is dragging a goat by the by the horns pretty right because <laughs> i was like are you sure david durston are you sure that only one animal was horned in this movie are you sure? right right <laughs> and goat looks but like you said they could have been a pre-dead goat and they just cut it open and let some blood come out or something i don't know <laughs> could be. You I don't know, know if I necessarily trust him, but you know it definitely could be. Yeah, we'll take we'll just take your word for it. I'm sure he said, right. "Trust me, guys. I would not let an animal die on my set. Trust me." Yeah, sure, David. Except that, except those, uh, <laughs> except that chicken. Yeah, that. that we, but, we, but we ate chicken that night, guys. Okay, it wasn't in vain. We actually ate chicken that. I came back to it. I don't know what ever happened. The old cannibal holocaust <laughs> thing, you know. Yeah. <laughs> You never know, man. Hey, but okay, man. Well, then we get our our actual mastermind of this whole epidemic, just kind of walking off into the sunset to start another epidemic in the town when he gets right. older or something. Because <laughs> this guy, I don't know, man. He said he wants to be a veterinarian. Is he gonna be? Now that would have been a movie. He went to the pet cemetery. He went to Maine, and then he was <laughs> he was the doctor yeah. that told that other guy that. Don't send me dead animal blood, you know. Whatever. Raw, yeah. But if yeah. that was a cameo that we never knew was existing, this was the same universe. You never know. Yep, this is a uh, yeah, this is a prequel. Yeah, you never knew it, man. This is the doctor that I think doesn't even isn't even in the first one, but he's like a character in the second Pet Cemetery. Right. <laughs> but anyways, guys. Okay, that's another movie, man. Anything yeah. else you want to add to this? I say I think I have went through everything that I had written down. Yeah, I mean, I want to say, man, there were some fun moments in this movie. I will say that. Yeah, there it, was. It was it was a fun watch. I will say that. I had a lot of fun watching it. It was interesting. Okay, man. Yeah, so, um, who went first last time? Oh, no, I think you did, right? Um, I believe so. I think mean, we should keep better track of that. <laughs> I think I asked that. I know. I feel like movie. yeah. <laughs> and I'm never sure. Okay, I I feel like you went first last week so i'll go first this week okay okay man so let's let's go ahead and jump into the acting um uh, i think i kind of alluded to uh earlier that rallo and horace were probably my favorite characters yep probably sulin she was not my favorite but she was as far as like being a character um she was always in character she didn't really say a lot but she just had the yeah. look physical acting i guess she just I mean, she had that. state like a screen presence, yeah, so pre- I definitely give her credit presence. there. Yeah, but I feel like those are probably my favorite characters. Uh, mm-hmm. Our killer Pete guy, that that kid's kind of creepy to me, man. I don't know why. The true villain. The true under yeah, we never knew he was there, but he was. <laughs> he almost Kaiser Soze's this man. He's just there, yep. almost telling us the story. But <laughs> but anyways, uh, it's not the best acting you're ever gonna see in your life. There's a lot of overacting. Some underacting, honestly. Uh, I'm probably going to be at about a 2.5. Okay. I I mean, I almost went a little bit higher just because I really thought... I really appreciate how much uh, Horace and uh, 
Rallo really over overdo it and completely sell out mm-hmm. in in playing these you know outlandish characters that are dying from rabies. You know, I feel right. like they really sell it. Even like with the early, like like Horace is really doing like the gut pains and all that. Like yeah. I feel like they really are selling some of that. So yeah. I really thought about you know giving them a three for that, but honestly, the acting wasn't great. So I'm gonna go two point five. It's actually kind of funny because we are very in line with this one because I actually came in with a 2.5 as well, is that I think the cult members, at least the ones that we get to meet, are much more interesting. I think they're much better acting where, like, our, like, hero characters, like the ones that are, like, normal, I think they are very underdeveloped and don't really bring all that much. I mean, to the point where this movie almost feels like a slasher film, which, I mean, it's well before that, where we almost just want to see the, like, villains killing people. And, I mean, even the construction workers are very just, like, generic people. So, just because of, like, that, I came in with a 2.5 just because... I think that Rolo, Horace, and even Sue Lin are very, like, they're much more interesting people that when they're actually on the screen, I think they do some interesting stuff. Yeah, I agree, man. Yeah, I'm with you for sure. Okay, so cinematography, look at the film. I'm going to give it, actually, and actually, man, I, I think I said it earlier in the podcast, I thought the film was shot relatively well as far as, like, you know, how they frame things and kind of how they shot it. I thought it was, I thought it was done relatively well. Um, some of the effects weren't as good, but they yeah. did a good job of the editing to kind of cut back and forth. Um, so I think I'm going to be at about a three because I, okay. I think the strongest part for me was probably how they did some of the shots because there are a lot of interesting shots they do. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, one that stuck out to me, I don't know why, but it's like when um, Rolo was chasing, uh, I think he was chasing Pete through the woods. And yeah. he comes upon, he has the knife, and he comes upon, like, a stump with an axe on it. And yeah. for some reason, just the way they framed that, it was such a cool shot. And then he sees the axe, he, like, falls, and he looks up and sees the axe, and then grabs it. I don't know, yeah. that's just something that stuck out of my head. But there's a few shots like that where, just for a moment, there's, like, something really cool happening. So, I'm going to be at a three. It's a solid three for me. I I didn't really play with 3.5 <laughs> that much. So, I'm going to say it's just a solid three. Okay. Um, I came in just slightly higher than you because I actually came in with a 3.5. I was actually impressed with just how little of a budget they had here and what they could do with it. I think you're dead on is that we get some great shots here. I think they do some excellent things with the framing and I think that definitely helps. There was a few spots where I had some issues with the effects where I could tell that they weren't as good. So like I just give credit that they edited it in a way where they would cut away from it so that way you can't focus too much on it. Um, but I just think, like, I also have a soft spot because of, like, the 3M, like, paint blood that's very just, like, bright. Is I just have a soft spot for that, and I just love the 70s. So, like, yeah, that's where I'm going to come in just slightly higher. But, I mean, you're hitting on some excellent points, though, with, like, the cinematography and everything. Yeah, they got, they, I think they did a really good job with that editing as far as getting out of there. Because they, it's only a couple times I can remember we didn't get out of there really quick on some of those shots. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, that was a good way to go. Alright man, so let's get into the music uh, soundtrack here. I actually am going to be at about a 3.5. I honestly really like, because it's not even just that it's the music, but there's like these little kind of hits they do every once in a while. They yeah. kind of lead into like a, a lower tone song or something. But I really was into that, man. I really like 
it kind of was synthy. It was kind of, it, it kind of took me back to a different time a little bit. And I like, right. I like that. I don't know exactly what you call that, especially like when, like we were talking about the fire and it had that kind of weird sound. Yep. It almost reminded me of like a sound effect I heard in the Phantasm or something like another movie from like the seventies <laughs> time. But like I just I like I like that. I don't know what it is about that. But those and the fan, talking about Phantasm, it has a good main theme that's kind of synthy as well. So yeah, right. anything like that, I'm always down for. I gave it a three point five because I feel like they probably could have even went a little more with it, maybe as far as like a like more of a theme or something or something. Mm-hmm. But, but I feel like they just kind of inserted it in at times. So I'm gonna be at a three point five, but I really liked it. I really did like it. Um, I actually just came in just slightly under you. I came in with a three, but I'm with you. I have a soft spot for like the synth music. It's just my wheelhouse. Like when I'm actually doing like writing for stuff, I will throw on like um, these like playlists and everything that I can find where they'll have this type of music. There's actually one scene in the like attic of the barn that I actually really liked where the synth music just kept getting louder and louder to the point where like my wife was sweep sleeping upstairs and I actually had to turn the TV down <laughs> because I was like I she's going to wake up and and right hear this weird tone and everything like that and it's got my anxiety going just like how like overpowering it got. I just think there were some times where I think they went away from some of the music that kind of just brought me down. I'm glad they didn't do, like, the eerie or, like, the ominous synth throughout just because that would have, like, dulled it at times. Um, It's just not one that, like, I would listen to outside of this movie, but I think what they're doing with it is very strategic and does work. So I did come in with a three for that. Yeah, I'm with you, man. Like, I feel like like they could have gave us a little more, but they... They kept it a little more bare. But I feel like just, like you said, not too much, not overpowering, but just a little bit more. And times would have been a little bit better. But yeah, I was with it, man. I'm always with that kind of soundtrack, honestly. Same. But okay, man, let's get into the what story and the plot. Okay. Um, Actually, man, I didn't think it was that bad. Now, there's a lot of holes in it, (laughs) honestly. Right. But I, I actually thought that this would be like, I think we were talking about like remake potential and stuff. I feel like this could be remade. And they could fill in some gaps, and maybe... Yes. But they probably would have to make up some other stuff, maybe, but they could probably fill in some gaps. I'm actually going to be at about a three, because I think it was solid enough. I didn't really care for the the way they concluded at the end. I thought... Yeah. I thought either... Well, honestly, I know if it was made today, they they would dangle and have a a stinger scene for the next movie. Yes. (laughs) When somebody got away or something happened, you know. But yep. uh, I feel like I feel like um, I feel like a remake would be kind of dope for something like this, though. Honestly, yeah, this is the kind of film you should do it. But I'm gonna be at, I'm gonna be at a three. Okay. Um, actually, we're dead on. Is that a lot of things you said are the exact same things that I have? I like the premise. I like it even more realizing that maybe not to this extent, but that if somebody like a person gets rabies, that they would act differently. So like that clears up like an issue that I had while watching this. And I mean, I like this idea of this cult that is on drugs and comes to this town and they, you know, end up getting infected with this stuff. I think that's great. My issues were the same ones that you were talking about where I think that there is some opportunity for backstory. And I also just, I just didn't like the ending. I don't like the 
cavalry showing up and just like shooting everybody and that's really just kind of the end of it is i think they could have done a little bit more i think the problem is that it kind of gets away from them with the amount of people that are infected where it's good where you have that like siege little like tiny narrative that you get while they're trying to hide but i just think they didn't know how to end it strategically (laughs) is i think they probably i mean actually as i was like we were talking and i was like realizing that they're building a dam I wish they would have done something with water to eliminate them. Oh, like, man, I almost wish that they would have, would have cool. had the right, like, have the dam be closer to being done. Where like their way of doing it is blow up the dam. The problem is budget, and you probably couldn't do like that stuff. But that would have been sweet to have like drowning them as a way to like end everything. So they okay. So so when we when we get in the uh, DeLorean, can you go back and tell them, hey man, you know what would be dope? Let's do a miniature version of it, like Star Trek. I mean Star Wars. Right. And let's just do some miniatures, man. Let's cause that would be a better ending if they literally flooded them because they're scared of water. That would right. be that would actually make sense. And I didn't even think about that until we were talking. And actually going about what you're saying about miniatures, right around the same exact time was the movie, um, I don't know if you've ever seen this one, but The Food of the Gods, mm-hmm. where they had tiny houses. Yeah, like they had tiny houses and they would just have normal size like rats on it and they would just, you know, obviously film it in a way where it looks like the house that people are hiding in. So like, I mean, Ray Harryhausen was also doing like, you know, stop motion stuff where like you could do it with miniatures and I think it would actually work, which I think that would have like, I just wish it would have put more care into the ending. Yeah, because the ending seemed like they, it seemed like they didn't have an ending and they just kind of yes, exactly. put something together. <laughs> just. Uh, well, I got this footage of somebody reloading a gun. Well, I got this footage of some cops pulling up. I got this footage of a gun shooting. Okay, let's edit it together. That's our ending. Right. (laughs) Because it's it's really happens quickly, and it's really weird. (laughs) Yeah. But, yeah, that would have been dope, man. If they really did that, that would have been so dope if it was water-related. But, you know what? I don't know why. I think it's just because of every other movie that's happened since then. I was waiting for the nuclear (laughs) strike to happen. Right, just to just completely wipe out the valley. But I'm like, oh, wait a minute. This isn't uh, Return of the Living Dead. There's no... Right. <laughs> when everybody's thinking they're about to be... Everything's going to be fine, and you just hear that sound, that... And then, oh. <laughs> and then the, the whistling, yeah. It is like, sir, we have... we've it, It's the casualties or whatever. I forgot what he says. The guy's like, we had this many casualties or whatever, but it's been contained. And then it starts right. raining or something, and they're like, nope, it hasn't. <laughs> And they're like, the rain is going to put out the yeah, fire. Yeah, it's going to wash, it, put the fire away and wash away everything. Nope, it's going to spread yep. the disease. <laughs> I wouldn't, that would have been, well, I guess our stinger is that our ki- our true killer is off for another crime. <laughs> right, yeah, he got away scot-free. I do. Okay, we got one more, oh, I forgot about experience, I'm sorry. Not Let me fine. get that in here, guys. I had. I actually had a lot of fun with this movie, I, I want to say that. Uh, it's... <laughs> Because whenever, that's why I like the movies you pick, because a lot of times it's just a lot of crazy stuff that you wouldn't see anymore in these older movies. So, I was, I really like that, um, like I said, I liked how far they went with the fights. I like kind of how they cut out, I thought the, how they cut out of stuff was cool, the editing. Uh, for yeah. the most part, I was into most of the story, uh, except for the ending, man. If it would have been a better ending, that could have been a, a better experience. But I'm actually going to be probably about a 3.5 on my experience okay. it probably could have been a four because as the movie goes on and the kills get more like fast coming it gets it gets a lot better for me a lot more fun but yes. i don't know i just it just felt like just 
a little bit more care, like you said, with the ending. And maybe with the characters a little bit more. Because like you said, there are some characters. The characters that we're supposed to care about, I don't really care about them. <laughs> Most right. of the movie. I care more yeah. about the cult members than I do the main characters. And that's probably not the idea they really wanted us to do. I'm, I'm assuming. Yeah. So I really didn't care. They got turned over in the car. All this stuff didn't really. I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't invested in them getting out. I was invested in how the cult members were going to kill them. So, yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's probably not what you really wanted. But that's kind of how movies got. Like you mentioned earlier, that's kind of how they get later on with Jason and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. but okay, my experience. I'm going to be three point five. Okay. Uh, we're actually dead on for that as well. Is that I had heard a little bit about this movie, but didn't necessarily know what I was coming into. This one is much better made than I was expecting. And I mean, we get some great shots like you've already been saying, and the effects aren't that bad. I mean, I like most of what they're doing with the score. The story, it's one that's grounded enough in reality while also kind of being a little bit fantastic. And I think that all kind of works. I just have some slight issues here and there. So like, yeah, I came in with a 3.5 as well for my experience. I had fun with this movie. This would be one that I won't watch regularly, but I would definitely come back to this one at some point. And I mean, it's, it's not a bad time. Oh, not at all. And I, this is what I definitely feel like I will come back and uh, revisit yep. again. Just, this is like a movie I could probably just throw on. Yeah. You know, and just kind of watch without having to be like super invested. Yep. And watching it, I can just kind of. That's what this is one of the movies I could probably edit to. Because I edit to a lot of movies, and usually mm-hmm. it's it's not a movie that I want to be like so invested that I'm not editing. <laughs> right. It's a movie that's where fair. I want to kind of like look over and see cool stuff happen every once in a while, kind of do. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I definitely feel like I'd come back to this and, and check it out. But, you know, not, not every day or anything like that. <laughs> For sure. But at some point, I might put this on my watch later or come whatever you call it come back to it yeah but uh all right man uh overall though i think this was is fun enough for anybody and like you said it was shot way better than i expected so that's why yeah. i really enjoyed how it was shot uh because some of these movies the quality your mileage really does vary how it's shot and how it's lit and all that stuff You're, it's it can go anywhere <laughs> and this decade i feel like it was all over that's the true. place <laughs> so <laughs> My total, man, my total on this is going to be, I'm going to be around a, I'm going to say about a 60 to 65, maybe, percent. Okay. That's where I'm going to be at. Uh, I definitely recommend it to anybody who's into this kind of genre, the, I guess, zombie, not, what else is, what else is in this genre? Zombie, I mean, not really, yeah, kind like of, it, statistics. Infected, yeah, like yeah, that first, type of thing. Yeah. Uh, some kind of epidemic movie like stuff like that I guess anything like right. that where there's some kind of mass panic or something but it's it's worth the watch uh, your re- average person I don't know how into it they would be maybe I don't know but yeah, if you really fair. are into this genre I'm, I'm sure this is something you want to check out you know just to get some of the, the originators of that genre I guess to kind of see if any of the tropes you like from that genre you know were in this movie or if it started yeah so that's that's something I like to do. I know I know my guy Dave's like that. He likes to go back and yeah. kind of see the origins of some of that stuff. So uh, if, if you're into that, I would definitely recommend this for you. If you're just your average movie watcher guy, I probably probably wouldn't recommend this for you because it's not a must watch, but it is a fun time. So uh, for me, it's it's recommended for those people that are into it. So again, sixty to sixty-five. I'm gonna say let's put a specific number. I'll say let's say sixty-four percent. How about that? Okay. To give me a specific number. Perfect. 
Um, for me, it came in just slightly higher, but not too far off from you. I, I would probably be like around like a 65 to like like a 68% on this one just because there is so much here that I actually like that compared to what I don't like. And like it's not a great movie, but I mean a lot of this I give credit to just because like they're so limited I'm assuming on the budget that they had to actually make some of this stuff work So I mean if I guess I had to lock it down as well I'd probably say like a 67% and I mean like for my ratings that I usually do I would probably end up rounding this up just to a 7 just because I would give it that like enjoyment bump that I usually like to give after I've already kind of broke down like the technical aspects because like you said this movie is fun this one I would actually consider like if I was doing like a Halloween party like I would throw this on where like it's muted where you don't necessarily need to like hear anything and would just like that way when people are just kind of hanging out you can look over and just watch some crazy stuff happen and I mean it's wouldn't have children at the party because of like (laughs) there's not. not a lot of nudity but like it's one of those things where I don't think people would be offended because there's only like a few spots and it's not even that long that you get type of stuff. Yeah, it's like really that. it'd be really quick. So yeah, except for that first scene. So just make sure you get that out, out of the way first. Right, and then just that one orgy scene. <laughs> That's where, before like, everybody she gets runs... to the party. That's only a couple people here at that point. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but yeah, I'm with you, man. Yeah, I would definitely throw this on at a party or something like that. Perfect. It'd be a perfect kind of movie. Oh, did I lose you? Nope, I'm oh, I got you, I got you. Okay. All right, man. Um, let me see. Anything else you want to cover on this movie? Uh, I think I'm uh, good on my end. Okay, man. Yeah, I think I got pretty much everything. Uh, I just want to thank everybody for listening to us, as always, uh, yep. joining us and giving us your time. I'm always. It's always weird to me that it feels like these kind of movies that I think are going to be really quick shows always go a little <laughs> longer. Right. <laughs> I don't know what that is, man. I don't actually know if you notice this either. I feel like we've almost low-key became more like what we would do if we were going to remake this movie. I feel like this is like an underlying theme that we've done so much without even realizing it. I know, man, because we'd say that every movie, well, the things we would yeah. change or possibly add. <laughs> so that's, that's, I feel like that's our gimmick. Yeah, it's starting to become like that, man. Yeah, we're the <laughs> making our own <laughs> um, our own, non- our own fiction podcast, non-fiction room. Yep. I'm with it, man. I mean, it happens naturally because just when we're watching the movie, man, it's just we always talk about those moments we wish would have happened <laughs> or yep, wish it was there. For sure. So, yeah. So, yeah, guys, just, you know, just at either uh, David or myself, if you guys want to give us some credit for any ideas you steal from this podcast, you know, just just send us that check in the mail. We'll take it. Yep. Give me a little bit of a kickback, you know, just enough where I can yeah, just a know, taste. get rid of my we day just, job. We just want a then... taste. We don't want to, we don't want to hurt anybody's money. Just nope. a little taste. Yep, exactly. <laughs> I used to love that in old movies when they would say, I just want a little taste of, the, of what you got. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, okay, guys. Well, thank you for listening. Uh, I don't have anything else, man. You want to go ahead and sign out? Yeah. Well, uh, actually, no, 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 no. Sorry. Before I do that, <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Anything yep. you want to plug, buddy? Anything with Journey with the Cinephile? Anything going on, buddy? Um, just got my normal episodes coming out and everything like that. I don't have anything special planned for that. I do know this summer that I'm going to be part of one of my favorite podcasts that I listen to. They do this like summer challenge thing where I will be part of that, where this year he is kind of filling in the like third movie for um, 
the 70s, 80s, 90s year, and the 2000 years, so I am going to be part of that, and then hopefully I'll be invited back the next year so I can do like the epic series, like, series they're going to be doing. So it's really just me kind of watching some of the movies that I've never seen from the years that I've been assigned to, so I can make sure that when I'm actually on the show and whatever I pick you know, forward for it, that I actually know what I'm talking about. So outside of that, that's kind of been taking up a lot of my time. For like at least the mini reviews on my show, I'm still doing my um, where I'm going through years ending in two, and I'm still currently working through 1932. So that's really all I have going on right now over on my side. Uh, what about yourself outside of? Sounds like you and your mother are going to be doing a great. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, you got a full plate, my friend. But uh, yes, we will yeah. be getting started with that here, and I want to. I'll go ahead and pre-plug that before we really get it because I don't even know what the title okay. or anything's going to be. But uh, pre-plug that here. That uh, and I should be meeting with her because, and I also want to uh, shout out my my little brother. He's actually getting his uh, doctorate in about two weeks, and I'm gonna go to Houston, oh, and, nice. uh, Houston, Texas, to uh, go to that ceremony. So that'll be that'll be a good time. Where uh, the next time I'll probably meet up with my mom, and we'll go over uh, everything. Get our we should have our start date set up by then, but we'll have everything finalized at that party. So uh, that should be a lot of fun, and congratulations to him because that's a lot of work. Oh yeah, for sure. Yes, sir. And he's my brother is a crazy guy. He's uh <laughs> he's a fun guy. He likes to talk a lot. Uh, he's been on some episodes <laughs> of my uh, podcast I had with my mom as well before, and he'll okay. probably be on some of the ones we end up doing because he said that he would like to. He's he's got a busy schedule, but he said he'd be down to try to get it with us at least once a month, maybe. So that should nice. be interesting to to tap into that, guys. Anybody that's interested, and they will have uh, movie reviews, TV show reviews. Uh, current topics we'll probably talk about because she wanted to have a segment where we talk about whatever's going on in the world and kind of give our opinions also. So okay. we'll have we'll have some stuff for you to check out. It'll be a different format, 100% than this one, and mine and probably David's. <laughs> so yeah. you'll have all the variety you need in podcasts right here. <laughs> Sounds like it. Okay, man. But um, that's really all I got going. I don't have anything else, man. Okay. Well, then, I mean, on my end, um, this is David from Journey with a Cinephile, and I am signing off. And it's your main man, Jake, from Dark Mariachi Studios. And don't forget, be one of us. Come on a journey with a cinephile. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. SideQuest. I think cinephiles are, are on this other end of the spectrum. But I think a cinephile is more of a student of cinema. A movie lover is going to be less discriminating. SideQuest. Doing some of this, Michael. Be one of us. Sometimes. That is better. I'll be sick fucks using one too many movies. No. Don't you blame the movie! SideQuest. I said, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm just going to bash your brains. Okay. Show me. SideQuest. The podcast. You opened it. We came. It's just a podcast. We'll review your movie from every angle. Side quest.